Welcome to Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. Here's your host, Ben Wilson. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. I'm your host, Ben Wilson, and my co-host, Rodney the Bulldog, is here by my side as usual. It's now March, and that means March Madness and the craziness of high school and college basketball tournaments. And there's nowhere where basketball means more than in the state of Kentucky, especially my hometown area of Marshall County, Kentucky, home of the Marshalls. Today we're going back 25 years to reflect on the 1995 Marshall County Boys Basketball Team's magical run to the Kentucky Boys Sweet 16 Basketball Tournament, and ultimately the Final Four. I was a senior at Marshall County High School that year and got to watch the magic happen firsthand. Today I'm joined by my friend and the star point guard and captain of the team, Jeremy Story, to reminisce about the 1995 team and that magical run. Jeremy was a three-year starter at point guard for the Marshals and was named the 1995 Region 1 Player of the Year by the region's coaches after averaging 17.5 points and nearly eight assists a game that season. Jeremy remains the Marshals' all-time assist leader with 624 assists and is the fifth all-time leading scorer with 1,460 points. And in 2019, he was inducted into the Marshall County High School Athletic Hall of Fame after a stellar career as a Marshal. So I'm really excited to have Jeremy on the show. So please welcome Jeremy Story to Live in the Dream. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure, and it's an honor to get back in touch with you from not having seen you in about, I guess, since our 10-year anniversary high school reunion. So uh, it's an honor to come on your show. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And I want to get a shout-out to our mutual friend, Matt Harris. Matt was a former guest on the show, but he got us back in touch because I was like, I really wanted to do this episode. Um, you know, it is 25 years since we graduated from high school and I like to have cool stories and the trip to the Sweet 16 and the Final Four from that 95 team was something very, very special and you had a major, major part in it. So I'm, I'm glad you're able to come on and we can reminisce about it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't believe it's, it's been 25 years. I tell you, <laughs> it, uh, it's really hard to believe time does fly, I guess, when you're having fun. Actually, my grandmother, Granny Margie, says time flies whether you're having fun or not. So, uh, But yeah, the uh, big Matt Harris, a uh, great friend of mine who we played basketball together at Murray State, lives here. You know, I live in, in Brentwood, Tennessee currently, and he lives in Franklin, Tennessee. We've reunited since he's moved back to Franklin. He was down in uh, Obine County, Union City area, but has relocated, brought his uh, chiropractic practice to Franklin, doing extremely well, and I just love having him here with an uh, incredible man and he's doing extremely well and has a beautiful family. So, yeah, I appreciate Matt getting us back together as yeah. well. And, of course, we both met Matt at Murray State University where, you know, it was a, a good time and uh, – <laughs> Good t- time just because, you know, when we graduated, I mean, a lot of people from our Marshall County class ended up going to Murray State, so we knew a lot of people. But, you know, in western Kentucky where we grew up, you know a lot of the, the regional kids from Grays County and Murray and Callaway County and the Paducah-McCracken County schools. So kind of a special place to, to end up going to uh, college. Yeah, it really was. You know, I had a lot of people ask me why I went to Murray to, to play basketball, and I said, you know, Growing up in Marshall County, that the dream of growing up was to was just really to play for for Marshall County for that for that high school team. And I think that was kind of a lot of the kids, boys or girls, growing up. That was that was the dream, just to play at Reed Condor Memorial Gymnasium. But then to have an opportunity, you know, you can go twenty minutes and play for Murray State Racers, which is you know a big time D one school that was twenty minutes away. And the thought was, 
hey, I can go here, my parents and my grandparents and the community that's been supporting me, you know, since I began basketball can continue to come and, and watch me play and, and be a part of that experience. So it was a natural, uh, you know, when Murray uh, recruited me and asked me to come over there, which was with Scott Edgar, Coach Edgar at the time, you know, I was honored to be to be a part of, of the Register program. And so that's where I met Matt and we developed a strong bond and, and that still carries on today. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. So speaking, you talked about the tradition. Um, you know, a lot of my listeners are from Marshall County, so they're aware of the, the great basketball tradition in Marshall County. But for the people who aren't from Marshall County, Marshall County is a, a very close, tight-knit community, and basketball is very, very important. And it has a long-standing tradition in both men's high school basketball and women's high school basketball. And, you know, Jeremy, when you and I were growing up, Marshall County was really the best high school program in the area, along with probably Paducah Tillman. Um, Grace County was also very good starting in the mid-'80s. But I just know, even when I grew up in Reedland, you grew up on those teams with Barry Goheen with um, Marshall County. And then in the late-'80s, you had the teams with Dan Hall and Aaron Beth and Mitch Cothran, and uh, all under Alan Hatcher. And then um, when you got there, uh, it was under Coach Kirk Childs. So talk about you know growing up in Marshall County, being that young boy that wanted to play for the Marshalls, and how you got there. Yeah, uh, it goes back, you know, as I was taking some notes from earlier, from whenever I was, I gave a speech for the uh, the inductee for the Hall of Fame, which was an incredible honor. Like it's, <laughs> I can't even hardly believe it to be named where the folks that have played for Marshall County or for Brewers and North Marshall and. And the folk, you know, Harden. I mean, I think you got to go back to my family. My grandparents, and my mother was raised in in Brewers, Kentucky, and actually the sign of Brewers is still in my grand. It's always been in my grandparents' yard. It's still there, and they're still alive and living there. You know, from the time that I have been old enough to remember. You know, basketball was something that that we always talked about. My grandfather was a really good basketball player, played for Brewers. But I always hear the stories about the the 1948 Brewers Redmen that went undefeated, 36 and 0, and won the state championship. And I got to hear and, and, and how important that was in that community, and how everyone rallied around that. You know, still to this day, it has that going undefeated and winning the state championship to my knowledge has not been done in the state of Kentucky, you know, since Brewers did it in 48. But what a lot of people may not remember is that in 1947, the Brewers Redmen were runners up in the state tournament to Maysville. So, you know, you've got 47, 48 there with, with Brewers Redmen. And then in 1959 in Marshall County, the, the North Marshall Jets went and won the state tournament as well. And they are the last team from the first region and the last Marshall County team to actually win the state tournament. And that was in 1959, again, the North Marshall Jets. So you start talking about those kind of the history of the county and where that basketball tradition comes from. I think you got to go back, you know, to the 30s and 40s. And when I talk about the 30s, you know, there was a gentleman, may or may not be aware of this, but, you know, there was a guy by the name of, of Joe Fawkes, and they called him uh, Jumping Joe Fawkes. Mm-hmm. He was known, uh, actually, Ben, as the inventor of the jump shot. And he was from the Birmingham area. You know, I believe he played for Harden. And he, uh, he actually uh, played at Murray State and then went on to uh, play in the NBA 
and he scored. Uh, there was one game where he scored 63 points in the NBA, and he's actually in the Naismith Hall of Fame. So here's a guy from Marshall County, from the Birmingham area in the 30s, you know, that holy cow, he's, you know, they're naming the jump shot after him. I thought that was, you know, pretty cool stuff. And then 1943, Mr. Joe Holland, he actually played at Benton. He was a Benton Indian in, in 1943 and then went on to play at UK. And he was actually a member of the first national championship team at UK. So, mm-hmm. you know, you think about this tradition and, and, and these type of people and these gentlemen that were playing basketball at a high level, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then and then you got these other teams. And so that was kind of just a natural thing for me growing up in Brewers and, and in that area and having listened to those stories. And again, my, my grandfather was a great player at Brewers in, in, in 1958. Purchased, you know, he was on the all-purchase team. And so that was something early on. And, and we never missed a ball game. You know, my mom, mom and dad, or my grandparents would take would take me to these basketball games at Marshall County High School. And, you know, you got a gymnasium that seats over 5,000 people. There wasn't a whole lot going on in Benton, I promise you, in the early 80s and early 80s and 90s to where there wasn't anything bigger than a Marshall County basketball game. I mean, you'd walk in. I remember pulling up for a big game, you know, a Grace County game or a Paducah Tillman game, and you would have to park. I mean, there would be cars lined as far down the – can't even think of what that road is. Uh, 641. Road, as you possibly could get. It'd take you 10 minutes to walk to the gym. Yeah, you'd walk in, and there'd be over 5,000 people there, and it was just the excitement, the enthusiasm. You just couldn't – it's hard to really describe it, honestly. And so as a, as, a, as a young kid, seeing that and being involved in that and being in that crowd, I mean, that was something that, you know, all I wanted to do, honestly, was, uh, was to put the big orange – you know, basketball uniform on and play for this community and, and the fans of Marshall County. So, you know, that's that's really where it got started. You know, as you alluded to, I remember Alan Hatcher. That was kind of the most, if I was going back in my memory, that's the coach I remember the most when he got here in 1984 uh, is when, they, when Barry Goheen and they made the run to the state tournament. And I remember going to those games and watching Barry, big games between Marshall County and Paducah Tillman. Had a guy by the name of Donald Tibbs. I remember Donald Tibbs. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you remember that name. Yep. I think he ended up going to Western, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was a head uh, point guard and was just lights out. So he'd go in and go, you know, head to head, you know, to the Tillman games and just smoky and hot in there. And, but the crowd was going, I mean, it was just, it's hard to, the energy was palpable. I mean, just that environment. So that was in like 84. And then I was thinking back, you know, I was in, we were in second grade in 1984. So in Marshall County, you didn't start playing basketball. There wasn't a, a league until third grade. So mm-hmm. Little League actually started in the third grade. So, you know, after watching that as a second grader, but I can remember, I mean, I've had a ball in my hand since I can remember, you know, I'm sure four or five years old and just, you know, would play and dribble. And my, my grandparents had a Kentucky Wildcat basketball go over the, top of one of the doorways mm-hmm. and you know that's where i grew up playing that little ball and pretending like i was you know in uh reed connor memorial gymnasium playing you know playing it or playing it right parade on i remember that vividly what's funny is i now have that same exact basketball go in my house they kept it for me and now my little man's doing the same thing along with my girls which is kind of cool and then you got 1987 
when we went to the state tournament, with the Bird Songs and the Solomons of the World and John Solomon and Mitch Cothran. And, you know, I guess I was in, we were in fifth grade then. And mm-hmm. then sixth grade, we won again, 1988. Then went again in 1989. And you had Dan Hall, Aaron Beth, Bird Song, you know, Dax Myhan. I remember Dax um, Myhan, yep. Yeah, and, and of course, Hatcher, I give a lot of credit to Coach Hatcher because he, he really, when he came in, he brought – not that there wasn't enthusiasm in the community for basketball, but he brought a, a completely different mentality. Of course, I was young, and so like, he was the first coach that I really had any interaction with. But, you know, he, he was so disciplined, and it was all about, you know, it was almost kind of like a body knife, to be honest with you. I mean, he was in your face. He was tough, you know, and he would push his guys course i don't know if you remember him on the sidelines but he would eat up those those officials and running up down screaming hollering getting red but he would but the energy that he brought to the team and to the game I mean, he, he was a student of the game he still coaches uh, to my knowledge and he really helped you know kind of bring me along at a young age and you know i went to some camps with him and room i remember one my first camp I ever went to was at four, in fourth grade. I went, I went off to Lindsey Wilson College. Uh, it was called a hoop star camp. Mm-hmm. Eddie Ford put it on, which was Travis Ford's daddy. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended up rooming with Hatcher's son. I'd never met his son because he lived in West Virginia at the time. But uh, anyway, I, I met his son at that camp and we roomed together. Coach Hatcher took care of me and at that young age. So I kind of had a little bond with him early on. But yeah, I mean, and he, he was really big on the, the Little League program. And so you would see him at these games and at these basketball camps that we would have, Marshall County basketball camps. I mean, they were really cultivating, mm-hmm. you know, that feeling and, and that tradition in the, with the younger kids. And, and so as you grew, you couldn't wait. You hoped that you got an opportunity to put on the big orange. So, yeah. um, I, I remember I going to those camps. Um, I went to a few of those camps. And so when I ended up moving from Marshall County or from um, Reedland to Marshall County as a freshman, I mean, I knew, recognized a lot of the names from the, the camps and other sports. But, yeah, that, that Allen Hatcher basketball camp was a big thing. And, and the Howard Beth uh, basketball camp, you know, another iconic oh, yeah. coach. I mean, Howard Beth was even a teacher of mine, but the longtime coach for the, the women's team at Marshall County High School won several state tournaments. So between he and Hatcher, I mean, those were the dominant programs when we were growing up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, believe me, I- we could talk for another hour and a half about about Coach Beth and that women's program. And and I honestly, I would go to every game as a kid. I would go to all the girls' games as the boys. I mean, I went to all the Sweet Sixteen girls basketball. I remember, you know, Mary Taylor and Carol Parker and Stephanie Gossom and Starla Walker. And I mean, all these. I mean, seriously, I was at these games and involved in them. Like it was, it was a big deal for the community. You know, you supported both the girls and the boys because the girls were just as good as the boys. You know, you you combine a girls program that was that dominant along with a boys program that's that dominant, and then the facility. You know, the Marshall Gymnasium. Still to this day, I mean, I tell people I went to seated over five thousand people, and they look at like I'm crazy. And I said, no. and like several years ago, Ben, I don't know if you saw this, you may have, but in the USA Today, I think it was like three or four years ago, they voted the Marshall County Gymnasium, the number one high school gymnasium in the United States. Yeah. A pretty big honor. So. I saw that article, and I think somebody on Facebook shared it too, and it's still like in the top ten. So yeah. a great tradition there. Well, 
moving forward to our uh, our 95 team, you know, that was a team that coming into the season, it was a very experienced team because it was it was pretty much the same team that you had from the 93-94 season. I mean, you lost Jeremiah Redden due to graduation. He was a guard, and uh, Marshall Ray was a forward on that team. He wasn't on the 94-95 team. But I was just looking at, at that roster. I mean, we had three seniors with you, forward Todd Clevidence, and uh, shooting guard Jeff Darnold, which I guess Jeff Jeff played some small forward too because he was like 6'3", I think. So, and then when we had the juniors who we relied heavily on, you had Dan Langey at center, who's about six foot eight. You had Rory Brewer at guard, Robert Sanders at forward, Ben Myers at forward, Charlie Fraley was on the roster as a forward, and Kyle Leeper was on the roster as a backup guard. And then from the sophomore class, you had Keith Morton. And then the coaching staff, of course, head coach was Kurt Childs. You had assistant coaches Doug Lyles, Greg McQuig, and Dan Hudson. So, you know, we were talking a lot about with um, Coach Hatcher. What was it like playing with Coach Childs as the head coach? It was great. Coach Childs was, uh, you know, he came over from Lyon County. I remember, let me kind of back up for just a second. I was talking about kind of growing up under the Allen Hatcher years. That style of basketball, that kind of real discipline, that slow down, run the flex offense, you know, play tough defense, diving on the floor, taking charges. You know, that was kind of what was bred into us, you know, at an early age and, and through the middle school program. You know, I went to South Marshall Middle School and Coach Trent Lovett was my middle school coach. Coach Lovett now is the superintendent, has been for several years at Marshall mm-hmm. County. But he coached me in the sixth and seventh grade. Our practices, I tell people, my middle school practices and high school were probably harder than what I did at college. I mean, just from the, the, the running and the, and the physicalness and diving on the floor and the drills that we would do. And then, you know, I got moved up in the eighth grade to Coach Jeff Jackson. When Hatcher left, Jeff Jackson came in, who had been the assistant under Coach Hatcher for several years, and got the, job, got the head coaching job. So he moved me up. To where I was playing with the freshman team my eighth grade year and then coach Jackson was just there he was at two years coach Jackson was there for two years so when I was a freshman coach Childs came in mm-hmm. and came in from Lyon County and he, had, he actually had a different mindset as far as the style of basketball he really liked to get up and down the floor you know he liked to shoot the three and the way we had kind of been you know the way we had always played was more of a slow down run the offense, set a screen, flex offense, and, you know, everybody knew their roles kind of thing. And, you know, you score, you know, 40, 50 points, and, uh, but you'd win, but you'd score, you, you were scoring a whole lot of points. And sometimes that may or may not be a whole lot of fun to watch. But Coach Childs had come from Lyon County where he had some really, really good athletes, and they'd get up and down the court. And so when he came over, over here, that was one thing that he changed. He said, "Guys, we're going to get up down the court. We're going to we're going to shoot the three. We're going to put up a lot of threes, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun." So, you know, Coach Childs was great. He gave us a lot of, you know, I know in '95 he he gave us a whole lot of opportunity to run things that that we felt like we knew. He would let us call some of the plays, you know, and gave us some freedom and flexibility of what you know, which which was really nice because he trusted us. That was one of the I think benefits of MC did give you that opportunity to kind of roll with what was going on on the court at the time right and I think one thing too 
with you being a three-year starter by the time you were a senior, I mean, he had confidence in you, and you'd been in the system, and so he knew he had a point guard who could make good decisions and, and go on the fly and really be that coach on the floor, whereas and, you know, a lot of teams didn't have that. Right, and I think that was probably a lot of it in the senior year because I mean, we've been through a lot, right? I mean, three three solid years, that's you know over 100 games and, and all the summers, and you know I knew what he wanted, and, and he knew my abilities as far as my strengths and weaknesses, and and he allowed me to do to call plays, and you know he's like, listen, what do you want to do here? What do you think? And I said, you know, we talked about it on the sideline, maybe at a free throw, and he said, let's do it, let's go, you know, and which gave, you know gave us confidence. So he was good to play for, and you know the whole coaching staff. You know, Coach Lyles was yeah. incredible. I was going to mention Coach Lyles him. was yep. an unbelievable motivator. I mean, I played for him my freshman year. I played freshman JV. And was a fantastic, incredible basketball coach, a good scouter. He'd have you more prepared than you could ever imagine for a game. I mean, you'd know more about what that other team was doing than they did. And he, you know, obviously became the head coach, you know, after Coach Childs left and did a great job. So I can't, mm-hmm. and Coach McQuig, Coach McQuig came over with Coach Childs. He was kind of Coach Childs' right hand man in Lyon County, and he did a great job, it was always fun to be around. And, and then Coach Hudson obviously was it was awesome. He was the freshman coach at the time. He was just one of those guys that he was so much fun to be around. He was he was almost kind of the good cop, right? You always got to have a good cop on, <laughs> on, on the basketball team. So if something wasn't going well, we maybe got a little chewing. We'd come to the bench, and he'd come over and you know, make us feel a little bit better. And of course, he went on obviously and had a really good coaching career. And coached at Murray, mm. Murray High. And, Maybe I think he may come somewhere else, and now I think he's running some big time tournaments, some of these big AAU tournaments, you know, that you're seeing around the country. So yeah, we were very blessed for the coaching staff that we had in 1995. So, what were your expectations going into that season with a pretty experienced team? That's a great question. So each year as you go into a season, you know, your expectations is you know you want to win every game, right, and mm-hmm. you want to go to the state tournament. But you also got to look at sometimes reality of, you know, maybe the other other teams in the district and maybe what you got on your squad, right? But we had my junior year, we really weren't that good, right? We had a bunch of sophomores, and I was a junior, and we had really one senior, Jeremiah Redden. We took some lumps that year. But I remember I was saying, you know, <laughs> what we're doing this year, you know, towards the end of the season is, is, is really going to pay off next year. And which was the 94, 95 season. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, as I kind of alluded to earlier, the only thing I wanted to do besides play basketball for Marshall County was to play in Rupp Arena, go to the state tournament. And the way I've always viewed Marshall County with the great teams, and you probably agree with me on this, Ben, is you're not really measured on your, your wins and losses, if you will. You're, you're measured on or remembered by, did you win the regional tournament and did you go to the state tournament? Yep. What team, you know what I'm saying? What team went mm-hmm. to the state tournament? That's what That's what really anybody remembers, you know? Yep, just like Kentucky um, basketball. That was the goal from day one. I was kind of the old guy on the team, the senior, and had, you know, my third year to start. And, you know, I just early on, we talked about before, you know, summer, you know, this is what, we, what we're shooting for. We can do this. We know the teams that we're playing in the district, you know, in the district, in the region. We can make this journey to the state tournament this year, and let's do nothing short of that. And so we, we really pushed hard during the summer. You know, we obviously had played together the season before, and so we were just, you know, that next year, that continuity of knowing where each other was and the confidence and 
and the friendships had, had grown. And so that summer, we really, really played well together. And I know one of the summer camps we were at, we played uh, PRP, Pleasure Ridge Park, out of Louisville. And they were a top five team, you know, going into the season. And uh, I had a guy named Charlie Taylor that had already signed for U of L. And I had a couple of their bigger guys, six seven, six six, and anyway, we uh, we had a dog fight at, uh, at one of these camps in in the summer league and beat them. They were shocked, man. I mean, they were and they were not happy. The coaching staff. I mean, it was it was a big deal. But I remember that win against them really showed us that hey, we can be something special. The season can be something special, and uh, we were really fired up about it. So. You know, that led us into the season. You know, you got Dan at, you know, 6'8", playing wherever he wants to play, right? He can play mm-hmm. two, he can play point, he can play three, he can play five, you know, and he's shooting the ball. And you got Rory, played incredibly great defense, you know, just was all over the floor hustling, could shoot the three. You know, he can play the one, uh, handle the ball. You know, you've got Todd Clevidence down there that – He's a senior. We've been together. He's got that fire in his belly. He's tougher than nails. He's yep. not taking anything off anybody. He's like a Bill uh, Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a shorter just, Bill Beer, but yeah, he's just he's physical. He can hit a, you know, he was hitting that eight, ten foot, twelve foot baseline jump shot like it was going out of style. Make his free throws. Just tough, you know. And then Robert Sanders, big Rob. He was, you know, he was an incredible athlete. Like Robert was. For people that don't know, Roberts <laughs> in football and baseball was com- just an incredibly big time stud. I mean, he was he was a fantastic athlete, and he was just a really big, strong guy. <laughs> he didn't mind doing the dirty things, getting rebounds, putbacks, setting screens. Like he set a screen on you, you knew it, and that was something that he and I actually worked on. Would be like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this guy coming down the count the floor, you know, somebody that's been up on me all, you know, all game or whatever. He's like, just run him off of me. And so <laughs> I'd, I'd run him off big Rob, probably, you know, give him a little nudge and that, the guy would kind of give me a little more space next time. So, uh, and then of course, Jeff Donald was a senior with me. And mm-hmm. play, I played with him since grade school and, you know, he was tough and fast and strong and he could shoot the rock, man. He could shoot the three. And of course, unfortunately he ended up breaking his hand in depth because he could play defense too. So, yeah. uh, and then you got, you know, Kyle Leaper came in and supported me and played great defense. I mean, he and I went to war every day in, in practice. I mean, he'd be all up on me. He was fast. Uh, he could shoot the ball, handle the ball. And of course, his daddy was Rick Leaper, who actually coached at Marshall County. So he was a student of the game and a super smart guy. Of course, his brother, John Leaper, actually played at Marshall County and mm-hmm. was a really, really good basketball player, played point guard, had had a great career there. So, I mean, this was a, a, a guy that, you know, again, was a student of the game. His family were into it. It was a blessing to have him on the team. He had, you know, Keith Morton came in as a freshman and really shot the ball well for us and played good defense. And uh, was a big asset going down the stretch. Charlie Fraley, we had such a really, really good team. Mark English, Brian Burkeen. Ben Myers. One thing, yeah, and Dustin Hall. One thing about this team, dude, you know, we had Mark English, Chad Henson. I'm trying to think, we'll go through all these names that were on the team, man, because it's important because that's what um, we were as a team. I mean, there wasn't any egos on this team. We had one mission, and that was to win. 
And uh, you did have, and I think that was a whole lot of what we did was we got hot. You know, early in the guy I didn't say was Ben Myers. Yeah, I mean, um, I mentioned we'll, him, but yeah, we can get into that later. But you know, Ben was a big asset on the team and a great player. I mean, he was he, shoot six four, strong, shoot the three. Yeah, and um, fortunately, he you know he left you know, midway through the season, and uh, you know we can talk about that later. But I mean, Ben was an incredible athlete and, and strong, and you know could definitely hoop it up. Yeah, well, and, you know, the thing you mentioned about those guys, you had a lot of depth there because, I mean, Dan was six foot eight, but Dan wasn't really like, he wasn't big and stout like Todd and Robert and, and Ben were. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, really, if you kind of think about it, I mean, he was kind of a revolutionary player because in 1995, you didn't have too many players who were that tall, who were shooting threes until you... I mean, you had your Jamal Mashburns coming in. You had your Walter McCarty's, which, you know, Dan's body type was more of a Walter McCarty. But you certainly didn't have anybody of that skill set in our region except for maybe James Foster from Murray. We'll talk about James a little bit more. But he was a matchup problem. But when he goes out, you got a guy like Ben Myers who's 6'4", who can shoot threes and go in and out. And he could be nasty if he needed to and, and enjoyed doing it, if I remember right. Because he, right. he was a tough guy. He was a football player. Yes. So – and. Like you said, you know, just at the guard level, you had you, Jeff, and, and Rory. And Jeff was a big guy, if I remember. I think he was about yeah. six foot three and is a pretty muscular guy. And yeah. so he could play, you know, that small yep. forward shooting guard and just tough. So tough, we had a really yeah. good team going in. So talk about yeah. um, some of those early season matchups you guys had where you played a lot of the Louisville teams like Simon Kenton and PRP. And I know you played Mayo really close. <clears throat> Yes, yes. One other guy I was thinking I, I may I can't remember if I mentioned, but I want to mention if I didn't was uh, with Justin Barrett was also on the team oh, with yeah. us, and okay. uh, he was a he was a freshman yes. at the time. You know, ended up being a good basketball player as well. But all these guys played a big role. You know, I think Dane practices. Gregory was on that and, team and, you know, too. Going to the state tournament, we were all together, and it was just a just a special group of, of young men. And as you get older, you realize how how much more special it really was. I mean, you just had no idea what you were what you were doing. Right, you you really was living a dream. It is a special group. So, yeah. So when you talk about the teams that we played early in the season, you know, we played. You know, Simon Kenton, I mean, that's one that's we played up in the Derby City Classic in Louisville during a Christmas tournament. You know, they beat us. They beat us about 18, 19 points at a guy by the name of Jeff Croman that was kind of their stud player, point guard, played D3 for, uh, my goodness, I can't think of the, the college that he played at, but I think they won a couple national championships. Oh, uh, was there. Northern. And then they had another kid named, last name was McKinley, you know, he was a yeah. shooting guard. But they, they were a really, really good team. They were probably a top 15 team, and, and they, they beat us pretty good. Uh, we played Louisville Mayo in the uh, LIT, the Louisville Invitational Tournament, which was a big tournament to get invited to. We played – I think Mayo was a top 10 team at the time. You know, we ended up going down to the wire. Should have beat them. Uh, they had a kid that ended up uh, going and playing for UofL for football and was a, was a really, really good athlete. But that whole team was a good athlete. Those games early on in the season were really preparing us for tournament time, right, for right now, for March Madness. You know, that was the whole goal was, hey, I'm going to take my team. I'm going to have them play as tough a component or opponents as I, as I possibly can, as good of athletes as I can around the state of Kentucky, two different tournaments in Louisville, and get these guys ready. You know, the, the summer camps that we played together, you know, we played some really talented folks, and which really which prepared us for our district. Our district it was 
was the, by far the toughest district in Region 1. You know, you had the top three teams in the region in our district with Marshall, Murray High, and Callaway County. So we had a dogfight every time we played a district, you know, district game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, one tradition in Marshall County, at least when we were playing, was the Marshall, or um, I wasn't playing. I, I had to stop playing at eighth grade. I wasn't good enough to keep going, but, uh, and too short. <laughs> anyway, the Marshall uh, Holiday Classic. And it was interesting when I was researching for this that the 94 95 team was the first team to win that tournament since 1989 which was kind of odd because we had some pretty good Marshall County teams in 92, 93 when you had like Darren Boatwright and Dusty Pagel, Kyle Parrish, Kevin Driver, all those guys. So it was right. interesting that we won that. And, um, you know, Dan got MVP of the Marshall Holiday Classic and you and Ben Myers made the all-tournament team. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was, uh, that was always cool to have a tournament like that at home. And, you know, the support of the, you know, of the community to come out and, and to be able to play a tournament like that in front of your home, home fans. But yeah, we'd always bring in big, you know, big time teams, which is, I guess, because we are bringing in such big time teams that, you know, you know, you're not just setting it up for the home team to win each year with that stat that you just talked about. Yeah. But, uh, but it was, was great to be able to, you know, to win that. I mean, cause anytime a, a team can win a tournament that just gives you that much more confidence and that can win that you know that championship so to speak you, you know you're holding up the trophy and when you get into a tournament's you know time like that which is the district regional you know on into the state you know you can lean back on your experiences having won you know a holiday classic or uh, or any other tournament previously so it is important to win those kind of you know kind of tournaments early in the season yeah and i know um our women's team that year also won and i guess before we get into the season with the guys I do want to give some credit to that 95 women's team because they were really good I mean we had a classmate Bridget Howard who was a senior leader I mean just a tremendous athlete tremendous player you had Amy Moore in the backcourt with her Shana McDougall classmate of ours was a forward you had Tara Fulton on the team Heather Hill Jessica Redden you know a lot a lot of really good players on that team what was it kind of like you know having these really awesome boys and women's teams at the same time it was really, really cool because all those all those girls that you talked about, you know, were dear friends of ours. You know, the boys and their girls teams were, were pretty close. I mean, we'd, we'd practice either before or after, and, you know, whoever was not practicing was waiting on the sideline to practice. So there was a lot of interaction. And of course, you travel to the games, you know, and each one of you would cheer for the others. And, you know, like Bridget Howard and Tiffany Freilich and Shana McDougal and well, of course, I went to you know middle school with these with these girls and watched them play all through middle school, and of course went to school with them. You know, knew Amy Morewell and Jessica Redden. I mean, Jessica Redden. I was Jeremiah. Her brother was one of my best friends. Growing up, I was at their house mm-hmm. you know, half the time during middle school. So we knew these girls really, really well, and and they were awesome, awesome athletes, and 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 had set exceptional seasons, as did Marshall County girls basketball every year, really. Mm-hmm. But Bridget Howard, man, she was on another level. She was <laughs> you talking about an athlete. I'm sure you remember this, but she was just at that time one of the most athletic girls that I had seen. You know, maybe play basketball to the way some of the things she would do in throwing passes behind her back and how she could handle the ball and could drive and get to the rim and score. And she was super fast too. It was really cool to have a girl and a boys basketball team that was good and. When it came time for the regional tournaments, you had 
fans and supporters in the Narrows basketball team, and we would do the same for them as well. But I just remember <laughs> getting ready for those games, and those girls would really, really kind of go all out for us, which is which was much appreciated. Yeah, no, I just wanted to mention them because they, you know, they were really, really good, and uh, it was fun to watch them play. So um, back on our um, our season here, let's talk about some rivalry games outside the district. Let's talk about some matchups with Tillman and Graves County. So one of the big Tillman games that I remember is one at Marshall County. It came down to the last second, and we ended up winning on a, a three-pointer by Ben Myers, who won 73-70. Talk to me about that game. Yeah, so Tillman was always a big, obviously a big rival. They were a very athletic team. The head coach, Billy Chumbler, that had come over from payroll, you know, his style was, you know, kind of down and dirty, up and down the court, you know, sitting over and then pressure you on defense. And he had the athletes to do it. And so anytime we played them throughout my whole career, you know, you knew that, that they were so quick. You had to protect the basketball. This team was just like all the others, had a lot of talent. And so, you know, that game was, was a back and forth, you know, pretty much the whole game. We got down, I think we were down there in the fourth and then got back and tied it up. And then, you know, when Ben hit the, uh, hit the shot at the buzzer, to, you know, to win the ball game, I remember that big old smile on his face or like, Oh my goodness, you know, going after him and, and hugging him or whatever. You know, that was, that was a big, big game because, you know, they had Brandon Warfield. Mm-hmm. I think he had 16 points that game. And of course, it's Chris Sibbles had a game of his life, 19 points. Brennan Warfield was really, really a, a fast point guard. Yeah, football guy too. You know, John Smith was a big boy. They had a big old strong boy down in the post. And Brennan Moore was an athlete that played. You know, he could play really anywhere. Anytime you, you come away with a win against a, a really good Paducah Tillman team, that gives you some momentum and some confidence. It was funny. I was reviewing like the articles and stuff about the game, and Ben Myers had a quote that said, you know, I was just trying to get open, and Jeremy was trying to create, but – I just got the ball, and I didn't have time to do anything else but shoot. And he said, I just let it fly, and it went in. And he was joking that, like, before the game, he had been practicing because he was shooting, like, 10% from three-point range going in. And he was like, yeah, my shot was flat, so I was working on my arch. And, you know, he had to have that arch to get that shot off. And sure enough, it went in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, man, man. He, yeah, he came to the locker room with that big old smile. We rugged him, man. He was just like – yeah. I, I don't know. It went in. It's good, you know. So it was that was neat. That and was neat. and in that game, it was you know a, a well balanced scoring effort from Marshall County. I mean, Ben had eighteen points. You had seventeen points. Dan chipped in thirteen points, and Todd Clevidence had ten. So you know a well balanced effort, and we actually split the series with Tillman in the regular season. Now I want to switch to Grays County because you know that's a huge rivalry between Marshall County and Grays County. I guess before we get to the games, just talk about that rivalry because it is intense. It is intense. You know, it's uh, the two biggest county schools in the, in the first region. And historically, both programs have been really, really good in the, both the men's and the women's program. And so each time Marshall or Graves would play, you know, from the 80s, I guess because, you know, Graves County probably became a high school. 85. And, uh, mid 80s or early 80s i can't remember you know marshall county i think became a high school in 1976 76 77 was the first year it consolidated so grace county couldn't have been too much after that but you you got a big school pulls a lot of kids always had good basketball good sports program and still do to this day and so that was a big rivalry but then you add 
Alan Hatcher, who we talked about earlier, who kind of <laughs> got the program started, and, you know, not started, but got some excitement and won four regional titles while he was at Marshall County. Now he's back because when, when Hatcher left, he went to the college rank. Right. I believe he went to Western, Western Kentucky yeah. and then kind of floated around college and then got back into high school at, at another location and then now he makes his way back to the first region and goes to a different one of our biggest rivals, Grace County, to be the head coach. That was a big deal. I mean, that was a really big deal. Yeah. And so the fact that now we're playing him, and of course, as as somebody like at my age, I kind of grew up under his style of basketball, and now we're playing against him, and his style of basketball was interesting. And so it really just amplified the sport I'm looking for here. Intensity. Yeah, absolutely. And the rivalry, you know, just amped it up even more. So whenever we uh, we played them, you know, that year, the first game we beat them, I believe 60, 61 to 54. And, of course, Lange had a good game. Ben had a good game. They had a guy, Michael Don Burnett, that was good on that team. They had uh, – I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. That Jamie was Darnell was pretty good. He actually um, – I went to – grew up uh, in church with him. He lived near my grandparents, but he was our shooting guard – wasn't it Jason Goatley, their point guard? Jason Goatley was uh, – he was a year before that. He, okay. uh, he was on the – actually two years before that. He graduated in 1993, Jason Goatley and Barber. And, shoot, man, that team, Chris County was loaded that year in 93. They were always <laughs> a formidable – they were really, really good. Uh, an opponent that you definitely respected because you knew Hatcher, you knew how well he, he would have his team prepared. He would have, you know, the game plan to try to take away everything you did. He tried to take away that your strengths and hopefully your weaknesses wouldn't beat him. But Jacob you know, Woolley was the guy I was trying to think of. Jacob Woolley. Jacob Woolley, yeah. Woolley was on that team. And I had a, you know, my family's from my mom's sister, Jane Ann Heath, you know, and my cousins, Jody Heath and Jay and their sister, Jenna, they lived in Simsonia, which is in Grace County. And, mm-hmm. and Jody actually played uh, for great for Hatcher was on that team. So that really, you know, we had family that would go against each other. So that made oh, me wow. bigger, you know, in my mind, my grandparents had two, you know, me and then their other grandson playing for Grace County. So, and I had great respect for Coach Hatcher, so whenever I would play against him, it was pretty interesting, pretty fun. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, those were some wild games. We, we actually ended up sweeping Graves County in the regular season 2-0. So uh, in that game you mentioned where we won 61-54, I mean, you had 22 uh, points. Dan had 18. Ben Myers had 13. You know, another well-balanced attack. And I think, you know, one of the things that made that Marshall County 90, team so great in 95 – is we mentioned it earlier, but was the balance. Because, I mean, you and Dan usually scored pretty well, but you always had somebody, whether it was a Todd Clevidence or a Rory Brewer or a Ben Myers, you know, some third score had to come and contribute because you couldn't just have the two-headed monster in that region. You had to have three. And so you know, talk about, like, the third guy always stepping up whenever you needed it. Sometimes it was Robert, too. Oh, absolutely. That happened – so many times throughout the year is, you know, somebody, uh, Todd Clevidence would step up and have a big game or Robert Sanders or Rory would, would have a big game. You know, that's what teamwork's all about, right? When when you need somebody else, that third, that fourth guy. I mean, some, you know, if you had four guys playing well that night, nobody could beat us, right? Each team, when they'd scout us, they'd want to take away, you know, they'd want to take away whatever game that uh, Dan and I were playing because we had a lot of a two-man game going on where we'd play some high – high pick and rolls, 
Uh, they so they try to they try to take that away and, and bank on somebody else not being able to beat them. And when that happens, we were dangerous. And and that that's what happened. You know, towards the end of the years, is, is Robert and Todd and Rory got hot. And so when they got hot, then the other teams couldn't completely focus on Dan and I, which freed us up. You know, we got to moving in the right direction and, and got hot and went and went on to the state tournament. Yeah. Hey, how did Rory Brewer get the nickname Hog? Man, that's a great question. That was way back. Was that, I thought that was a back, high school uh, thing, or she, probably before middle school, I would think. I can't. I really don't know. I just I'll thought the next time I next time I see him, I'll ask him though. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of thought because I mean he was a, a very aggressive player. He was a more of a, a defensive player as well, but he you know always gave a hundred and ten percent and would dive on the floor. And so I just thought he got it. He had no problem getting in there and getting dirty. And I just thought maybe right. that's how it came came to, to uh, be his nickname. Yeah, I don't know how he got that nickname, but you're exactly right. I mean that boy would be all over the floor. I mean he. There's nobody that out hustled him. I can tell you that much. And he was great to work with and or play with rather. And, and I still enjoy seeing him when I get back home. Well, whenever I go back to Marshall County, I go up to the gym um, in Draftonville, the Mega Mega Fit Gym, and there are usually like two or three people that I always see all the time to catch up with. But Rory Brewer is always one of them. And I think he'd appreciate me saying this. I usually can easily spend a good twenty to thirty minutes talking to Rory Brewer about basketball or or whatever. Just a you know, a good guy. He's been a good friend and just a, a joy to talk to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of – our team spent a lot of time together with, with he and his family at his house. We'd win a game. They'd have us over. And I think a lot of Rory – I mean, I think a lot of every guy, every guy everybody yeah. that was part of this team. But Rory, you know, is, is one that spent a lot of time with and, and respect him, and he's a good boy. Yeah, and we're going to focus on – on all the guys on the team, um, at least the starters, a little bit more, just to kind of uh, reminisce about what they contributed to the team and the the success. So um, now we're going to switch gears, sort of to the mid season, because in the mid season we ran into a little bit of a slump. You know, we we played Murray, played Callaway, lost some tough games. We had some fourth quarter leads that we gave up. So, but you know, sometimes you can hit the wall in the season too. So that's kind of understandable, especially in this district. So let's first talk about our game in, at Murray. We went to Murray High in February. We lost on the road 77-65. to 65. They were red hot from three. A guy named Jeremiah Rayburn led them in scoring with 22 points with five three-pointers. Jason West had 20 points. James Foster, uh, one of their – I think it was about six foot five power forward, but you know, just a talented player, had 15 points, and Chris Cheney had 13. And in that game, Dan had 20, you had 16. Rory had 11, and Todd had 10. Talk about that game, because the thing I remember most about that game is the fourth quarter where they just were red hot. I mean, they shot like 7 for 7 from the field. I think they hit 13 out of 14 foul shots. So just talk about that game, because it was an intense one. Yes, it was an intense one. You know, Murray High was loaded athletically. I mean, those guys and those guys that played together for several years, Jeremiah Rayburn and James Foster, Chris Cheney, Robert Weatherly, yeah, I remember they him. Were, yeah, they were they were all seniors and had played together, you know, since grade school. And anytime you have that many seniors that are still playing together and that athletic, and, and they were big and strong, you know, they that they were definitely a uh, extremely tough team. Hence that they beat us twice in the regular season. But you know, and Jason West was a junior, but was a fantastic point guard could shoot the basketball. You know, Jeremiah Rayburn, he got hot, man, and he got to hit shots in the corner. 
And I remember Charles was yelling, who's going to get out and get a hand in this guy's face? Because it seemed like he was getting open everywhere, and he wasn't missing that night. Wes was the same way. Wes was, was running the point. You know, he, he or Chris Chaney, we couldn't do anything with them. I mean, they, I mean, if you look at the, the, the scorebooks, you know, with Rayburn having 22, you know, five three-pointers, you got Jason West, the other guard, that's got 20 points. Then you got James Foster, who's arguably – the most athletic guy in the first region. You know, this guy's six five, probably got a thirty-six inch vertical and dunk it any way you want to dunk it. You know, he gets fifteen and then Chris Cheney, the other guy, he's about six four. You know, he was a big strong guy, played running back, you know, like he was like an Eddie George mm-hmm. type of football player, you know, and those guys were good. They were well coached and they just they thumped us. You know, that was one of those games where when Jeremiah Rayburn hits five threes and Jason West hit, you know, gets twenty, they're going to be tough to beat. And you know, because I mean, we didn't have a. I mean, Langy had twenty, I had sixteen, Rory mm-hmm. had eleven, and Clevens had ten. You know, we got four in double figures. Usually, that gets you a win. That just shows you how red hot night that Marie High had that night. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, it's a tough environment to go on the road to play at Murray High, and it's just you know when someone gets hot from three like that, I mean. It's tough to win. I mean, they shot 11 for 15 from the three-point line. We were 6 for 20, which 6 for 20 is not bad. But, I mean, when a team comes out and shoots 11 for 15 from the three and um, they hit those foul shots, it's it's tough right. to beat them. Because I think they were like 20 for 26 from the foul line. But And then we right. had another tough game against Callaway County on the road where we lost 66-59. But talk about that Callaway team because they had a really good backcourt with Brad Cleaver and Tom Hornbuckle. You know, they were a tough matchup. They had some big guys, David Green, Tyler Bohannon, who were tough matchups for us. Talk about going on the road and playing those guys. I'll say Callaway County from a, you know, inside the district from a, a rivalry. They were they were one of our biggest, probably were the biggest rivalry in our district that we, uh, they, they love to talk a whole lot of trash, man. Really? I mean, a ton of trash. You know, I became good buddies with Brad Cleaver after, after high school and, of course, we, we talk about it, joke around about it, but you know, you go to you go to Callaway, and that was just a small gymnasium. We used to laugh because Cleaver told me that Brad told me that this really that they would crank up the the heat a little bit in the gymnasium before the game, and it sort of be so hot in there. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Let me tell you, because that was it was hot in that gym. Yes, it was. I mean, it would be packed out, you know. I mean, it really would. And, and, it, it, and he said they'd crank the heat up a little bit. So, I mean, it was just – it would drain you. Of course, that, that's no reason not to not to get it done or not to win, but we would laugh about it. And, you know, they'd be talking, I mean, so much trash. You know, Cleaver would talk trash, David Green, Bohan, all of them. I mean, Ricky Boyd played – you know, he wasn't a senior that year. He was, or he, he graduated the year before. But those guys would, would try to get in your head – I mean, you know, you take the ball out on their side in front of their, you know, in front of their bench. They'd be grabbing your hairs on your on your legs, pulling it, you know, while the ref wouldn't look. Silly stuff like that, just try to get in your head. And so they ended up beating us. They beat us on the road at their place, which, again, was a tough place to play. You know, the crowd, they had a good crowd that followed them, and you know, especially in that smaller gymnasium. I mean, they'd have <laughs> – it'd be 50-50, you know. They'd have as many – any red – you know, red shirts on their side as they as we did on orange on ours. So, but it was a fun place to play. That fun environment. And of course, I and mean, how can you not talk about Coach Ron Green, right? Yeah, Coach Ron Green coming back from Murray State. And so, you know, was Murray State's basketball coach for for several years. But not only that, I mean, he was uh, 
Mississippi State's basketball coach. That's uh, right. For, for several years and was SEC coach of the year one year. So I mean, here's a gentleman that 100% knows basketball as good as anybody, right? I mean, he's done it at the, at the highest level and now is coaching them. So his schemes and his way of preparation was, you know, was second to none. And, you know, he had a guy in Brad Cleaver that could absolutely fill it up, that kid. And he was a gym rat. I mean, mm-hmm. Brad will tell you, I mean, he, every second of the day he could be in the gym, he was. And, you know, he made himself a player. And he could get that three-point shot off fast. He was tough to guard. Now, he ended up really having a great career at Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Well, I played at Moorhead State, had a really nice career there. So, um, and, of course, David Green, you know, Coach Green's son, was six four strong. knew mm-hmm. you know obviously knew the game. He he could shoot the basketball, drive. And he ended up playing. Uh, I think he played a year maybe at Murray, a year or two at Murray State. And so Tyler Bohannon, they used to run a play where he'd pop up to the top of the key. I can't remember what they called this play, but he would all we'd run. They would run this like a like a, almost like a four corner type uh, offense to where they would just try to wear you down especially at the end of a quarter or something or whatever, and they would just start running, you know, passing the ball, relocating whoever came out. They'd go to that spot, and then all of a sudden, Tyler would just kind of go from the top of the key and just out to the bucket, and they'd drop it over. You know, we'd always fall for it, and they'd drop it over. He'd shoot a layup, and then it, the third quarter would be over. Like, oh, my goodness, how many times are we going to fall for this? But they were well coached, and they were, they were a big-time big time opponent. Yeah, and, you know, it was kind of funny um, when we went to Murray State, I mean, like Thomas Hornbuckle went to Murray, David Green went to Murray, Tyler Bohannon. So it's kind of funny that you become friends with those guys when they're they're going to Murray State. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, I, you, you do. I mean, got to be really good friends with Brad. I hadn't seen Thomas Hornbuckle in a long time, but, you know, he was a great player, good athlete, played mm-hmm. defense, could shoot the ball. I mean, heck, I think Hornbuckle was the one that was guarding Dan. Uh, Langy, you know, Langy's six eight, Hornbuckle's six one, and he's the one guarding. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's that kind of athlete. Yeah, he's a good it's player. Funny, I got to got to be buddies with with Coach Green, and then later, funny how life, uh, how things come back around, full circle, small world. Is my wife actually works with Coach Green's daughter, and right now in the same business. And wow! So I, I get a chance to see him periodically. I see Chip Green is a good friend of mine, which is really that. Yeah, David's brother. Yeah, I had sure. classes with him at Murray. We were in the same major. Yeah, yeah. He lives in Nashville, and I see him uh, from time to time. You know, it's a small world. Got to know David after after college, and you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. But, you know, got to be buddies with him, and so it's yeah, it's a small world, man. It, yeah. After you get out, you respect each other, right? You you know, when you're going through it, you're you're trying to to beat each other up and get whatever edge you can and, and take the other other one down. But when you get out and you get into college or after, you know, even now the respect that you had for what you guys did, cause you don't forget it. I mean, you don't forget mm-hmm. these, in, these years of playing high school basketball, you know, play, having played at Murray, it was just, it wasn't anything having like played for the County that you grew up in. Right. And the people mm-hmm. that basically, you know, reared you, if you will, you know what I'm saying? And it's just a special time to play for, your high school and especially Marshall County. Yeah. Well, and to kind of piggyback on, you're talking about coach Ron Green. If you think about the coaches that were in the region one, that period, I mean, it was a tremendous coaching staff. When you had Ron Green, you had Kerry Miller at Murray high, you had coach Childs, you had Billy Chumbler, you had Alan Hatcher. I mean, tremendous coaches at that time. 
tremendous coach. A lot, and that's a lot of years of experience too. I mean, yeah. you know, at Coach Hatcher had coached. You know, obviously we know what he did at Marshall, having you know won four regional titles, and then went to college and coached. And then you talked about Coach Green. You know what he did? Coached at Murray State, coached at Mississippi State, was SEC Coach of the Year one year. I mean, it was a ton of experience and just fantastic coaching, which made the games even more fun. Yeah. So the next game after that Callaway game was what I consider, as a fan, the turning point of the season. I thought this was our make-it-or-break-it game. It was a game against Lone Oak, and you think, Lone Oak is not really a rival of Marshall County. They're not Grace County. They're not Murray High or Callaway. Why is Lone Oak the most important or one of the most important games of the season? But that game, Lone Oak had a pretty good team, but you guys went into that game with like five guys who were sick with the flu, and after the Callaway game, Ben stepped away from the team. So you were undermanned. A couple of guys, I think Rory was out sick. I know you were sick. Todd Clevidence was sick. Dan may have been sick too. But that was a game where I, I went to and I was like, you know what? This is where we're going to find out what kind of team we got right here. Our backs are against the wall. We're going to see what kind of team we have here. So talk about that game. You're exactly right. It's, uh, it is an interesting opponent to have a kind of a turning point in the season but you couldn't have said it better it truly was a turning point and you know we went to Lone Oak you know we had just lost Ben who you know obviously was a was a fantastic guy the third leading scorer and then we began Rory's out which is another starter so it was one of those deals where you know you kind of no cliche, right? Your back's against the wall and so what are you going to do here? We kind of got together and was like you know, it was me and Clevy and Langy and we're like, let's just do this, man. Let's go. And uh, we kind of came together. And Langy got 31 points that night. I had 19 and had, you know, 15 assists, mm-hmm. uh, which was my best game from an assist record. My my parents and grandparents, we, we talk about that still to this day. School uh, record, you know, too. With some of the passes and things that were able to obviously get it to Langy and to, to Clevy, but – Really, us three rolling with it. I think that that game that night, we had uh, help from everybody, Charlie Fraley and, and uh, Kyle Leeper yeah. and Birkin and uh, let's see, who else? We, you got Keith, Keith Morton. Morton coming in there and playing. You know, it was a, it was a team effort, man. It really yeah. was. That, that game was a turning point, though. I mean, I vividly remember to this day that when we won that game, Ben, it was like, I don't know, something changed amongst us. Like, it's time to go, right? If we're, yeah. we're going to do this, let's do this now. And, and we showed showed ourselves. We kind of – because we, we were down a couple of men and we weren't feeling well, but we found a way to win, right? We were right. mustered a win on the road with a good team. That, and Lone Oak was good. I mean, they were. Coach, McCain, coach Roy McCamey was the coach, and he was, a, he was a really, really good coach. And they had a good squad. So to go there and win – with their, uh, you know, kind of backs against the wall was a big deal. And, and that, yeah, that that kind of propelled us forward to make the run that we make right after that. I kind of want to talk about Todd Clevidence a little bit because he was really sick in that game. And he ended up with 14 points. And, you know, in the articles afterwards, he was saying, you know, I was just drained. I was just given all I could give. But I felt like he was kind of an unsung hero, kind of like a Rory Brewer on the team because he was – one of the tough guys that we we had on the team and he would but he could hit that jump shot he was always good for a good 10 points and and hustle stats and he was a senior so talk about the importance of him on that team 
I can't say enough about the importance of, of Todd Clevidence on that team. I mean, he was the he was the grit, he was the toughness, he was the he was wiry, wiry strong man. I mean, he was about six three, but he had really long arms, and he could jump. He could jump really, really well, and so he played so much bigger than six three. But this is a guy that inside the paint, oftentimes, you know, just your casual fans don't all the beating and banging that goes on underneath the rim. And this is a guy that you want on your team, and he gets it. <laughs> he's not scared of anybody. He's, he's going to go after the basketball. I don't care who's in front of him. You know, if he gets thrown down, he's going to be in your face. I mean, he's just one of those guys that he never quits. He did. That game, he was so sick. And I think it may have been some of it. Like, we saw each other, you know, like Clevedance. We knew how sick he was. And for him to give the kind of effort – and have that love for the team to, to come out and, and give it everything he's got kind of spoke to each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's, we're, we're doing this for one another, you know. I mean, this is, let's do this. And so, yeah, Clevedance, and then Clevedance got, you know, there was many, many games where he had a really good baseline jump shot or the elbow shot that he could make. He'd go straight up. His heart, he was hard to block, had great form. He was a really good free throw shooter, too. So mm-hmm. he'd get the ball and get fouled. More times than not, he was going to the free throw line, and he'd make them. He'd make them under pressure. So, Todd was one of those guys you just you wanted on your team, and you were happy to happy that he was on your team. I promise you, he would not back down from anybody. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of a a Chuck Hayes for the Kentucky fans out there. You know, kind of undersized, but plays hard, does a little bit of yes. everything well, and and a critical player to have on that team. You need those glue guys, and like whenever you would penetrate. You know, he would give you that guy to kick out for that little jump shot as well as Dan. But I just always enjoyed watching him play as a good classmate and just wanted to kind of single him out for some praise. Yes, yes, yes. I hadn't seen Todd. It's been several years since I've seen him. And, you know, we played sports together our whole life. And obviously we're the same age and, of course, same age as you. And he was. He was a, he was a good classmate, a good person a good friend and a good basketball player. So it was, it was, uh, it was an honor to play on the same court with him. Yeah. So after that loan out game, you guys went on a, a nice little run. Talk about that run and what the mindset of the team was after that loan out game to finish the season. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we made that run. It was getting down to the wire, right? It's almost district tournament time. And so, you know, this, it's all this, this culmination of the previous year as juniors, you know, them being sophomores, us playing together, then the summer league. And then, as you kind of alluded to, we had a little kind of little lull there in the middle of the season. And then we had this big win, you know, a couple starters out, people sick, and just show that we can do this. And so from that point on, the practices were different. You know, we don't have much time. For me and Todd and, and Jeff, it was like, you know, we don't have much time left in our basketball career here, you know, and that's the, and that starts coming, getting in your head, and, and and really not that it wasn't motivating before playing, but I mean you're like counting down how many days you've got left to, to wear this uniform. You're like, holy kid, holy cow, I can't believe it's happening so fast, and you're pushing these juniors, and and, and we're coming together, and we're talking, and we're you know sharing with each other what what we're wanting to accomplish here, going into the district tournament, and you know maybe practicing a little harder than we maybe had been before and pushing each other in practice. That was kind of our mindset. You know, we wanted to roll into the, into the district tournament as playing as good a basketball as we possibly could play. Cause we knew, you know, Hey, 
whoever loses the first game in the district doesn't get to go to the regional tournament. And guess what? The two teams that we're in the district with, one of them has beat us twice already, and the other one we split with. And so there's no guarantees, you know, if you're not bringing your A game, that you're getting to the regional tournament. Right. And so if we did not bring everything we had, you know, we could be going home, going home early. And that was just something that, you know, I remember just the night before the Murray game, man, I just remember thinking and praying, like, I cannot go out like this. You know, I mean, this has been a dream to, to get up arena. I just, you know, I can't go out, you know, losing the first game in the district. But it was possible because the team, again, Murray, I beat us twice that year. You know, but again, I think that, that game at Lone Oak, for whatever reason, you know, I, and it's hard, really hard to explain or even put your finger on it, but it, something happened internally inside our bellies. That's when we came together, you know, as a really close knit team and, and, and with the coaches too. I'm not, I keep saying the, the team is in the, the ball, the coaches too. We kind of just bonded over that game. Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, if you can win a tough game on the road in dire circumstances when you've got guys sick, you're like, hey, if I can come through this, on top, I can come through anything. So that's kind of what I felt, just even as a fan watching the game. Right. We talked about a fan. I mean, when you come to school, right, I mean, the support of the your colleagues, your fellow students, you know, the community, you know, just giving you that extra, you know, the crowd. I can't say enough about the importance of, of the Marshall County crowd. I mean, you talk about the 12th man or the six man, depending on what, what sports you're in, but that's real and it's palpable with Marshall County. I mean, whether you're at home or where you're away, you always knew when the big orange came to town because they, I mean, it was like UK. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that's the way I always viewed Marshall County basketball the way most people view UK basketball with the, with the big gymnasium, you know, everybody wearing blue, just diehard fans. We had the same thing at the high school level with this incredible facility. You know, a lot of people didn't like the color orange and always had a lot of comments about it. But I tell you what, they respected the big orange because whenever we came to town, they knew it. And that support really got us as players through some games. You know, when you're dead tired and maybe even, you know, you're sick and you got that crowd pushing you, giving that extra little momentum, oftentimes that can be the difference in a basketball game. And oh, yeah. That really is one of the big reasons why it was so special to play at Marshall County was just because of the fan support, and they cared about you, you know? I mean, they really did care about you, would support you through thick and thin, and you don't find that everywhere, I promise you. I've coached, just volunteer coaching basketball, you know, in Tennessee, and I would tell some of these kids – you know, we'd have a high school game where I was, was helping coach. I, mean, I had more had more support, more fans at, at my at our middle school games than y'all got at these high school games. Y'all have no idea. You know, they were like, what? They couldn't be. It's hard. People of this day, and you know, it's because there's so many other things going on, you know, in today's world. Too many other things to do, I guess, to go watch high school basketball. But there was nothing like playing in front of that Marshall County basketball crowd. It, it's just – it's, it was just something I'll never forget. It's one of the most special memories that, that, I've, that I've got in my life. Yeah, they had the, the crazy ladies, if I remember it right. They would the always, crazy ladies. That's what that's they exactly call themselves. Right. And I remember, I mean, they were always at every game and dressed in their orange and blue with a, 
the Shakers, and, you know, they'd give the other team a, l- a little bit of grief. But I remember, too, you know, I guess transitioning into the district tournament here, for Marshall County students, it was like, all right, we're going to meet at the Dairy Queen in Draftonville. Everyone park their car, and you get in cars, and just, you know, a few go up there, and you're going up 641 to Murray, and it's a string of Marshall County cars with Marshall County, you know, flags hanging out and stuff like that. And it's just, it's it's a pretty awesome thing to be able to witness. Yes, it was. I mean, they from the district through the regional tournament, I, you know, that two-week period, and then on in to the state tournaments, that three-week period in March was just a magical, you know, ride experience that I'll never forget. And these guys that we've talked about tonight, coaches and everybody on that 95 team, and anybody else, you know, that's played on these teams that have won regional titles or even just played at Marshall County can understand that when you walk out and you've got, you know, a crowd cheering you on to get on the bus, and then you've got this, like you said, the cars of the students and the community following, and you've got a, a cop car in front of your in front of your bus as is giving you a, a personal escort, right, to Murray, you know, going through the, the stoplights and, you know, and then you've got all the signs in the yards of the people mm-hmm. going up yep. 640, you know, 641 saying go marshals. And not, and it wasn't just for, you know, the boys' teams. It was for the girls' teams. Absolutely. It was, you know, everybody had their Marshall County signs, you know, hanging out their windows and their pom-poms. And it was just, of course, we'd have pep rallies, right, you know, the day of and get the, you know, extremely fired up to get off the bus and, have all that people there you know it was just it's hard to explain really i mean unless you were there and experiencing it's they would sell out these games like there wouldn't be tickets available to get in games it was that big of a deal um you know the district and the regional tournament so yeah it was something crazy special for sure yeah well i think part of that school spirit uh it came from I, I felt the administration i i thought we had a really great uh team of administrators at mer or at marshall county i mean our principal was Gene Brooks, and I thought he was a really cool guy. Uh, we had Jim Peck as an assistant principal, Danny Maxberry. The head of the cheerleaders was a woman named Debbie Bushart, and I don't know if she's still teaching, but, I mean, she was like the perfect example for, like, a cheerleader role model. I mean, she was energetic, funny, and everything, so I, I really enjoyed her. But we had an athletic director named Doc Sanders, and he was, like, one of my favorite people ever at Marshall County because – I mean, we would just talk sports, but he was intense, and he was like, we're in this to win, and this is what we need to do, and, you know, he ran the the Marshall County Athletic Department that way, and he wanted to provide the best for his players, so talk a little bit about him and um, his contributions. Coach Doc Sanders was was an incredibly special person to me personally, you know, outside of you know, just his, his role with the athletic director because he was a he was a football coach at Marshall County for years and years and was a great football coach and was just hard nosed and super tough, super athletic himself. His daughter Fran and I were we went to kindergarten together and she was actually I think I think Doc's uh, Fran was my first girlfriend like in third fourth grade, but we've been best friends ever since. And then. Of course, Maggie, her older sister, I, mean, I grew up going over to their house Christmas times. And so I just, and then Bobby, Bobby Sanders, Doc's, you know, youngest, his son, was my little brother in the fraternity at Murray State. We were pikes together there. 
and I got to watch that boy grow up and was in, he was an absolutely incredible football player at Murray State. I mean, obviously in Marshall County too, which, you know, he's already been inducted to the Hall of Fame for football. But I mean, he had a stellar career at Murray State. So, and then of course I can't say, I can't talk about all of them without talking about Miss Sally, mm-hmm. uh, Sally Sanders, Doc's wife. Growing up from kindergarten up till now, the Sanders family has always been very, very special, and I still will see them at Christmas time. So, but Doc, yeah. So Doc was, you know, obviously the athletic director. He, he was kind of no nonsense, you know. He, you know, when he spoke, you listened. So I remember. You know, he called me in to his office one day. He got me out of class and called me to his office, and I was like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "We got to talking about the uh, the regional tournament because we'd already gotten through, and we'd come back and talk about you know the district here." But yeah, got me talking about got me thinking about Doc Sanders. So uh, I want to tell the story. Called me out of his or called me into his office rather on the day of the uh, the regional semifinals when we were playing Graves County. Of course, that was just the big, the big, big game, right? And we're in the region and playing Graves, the big rivalry against Allen Hatcher. And, you know, it couldn't have been any more, you know, more excitement in the first region about those two teams matching up. You know, I would equate that to uh, to UK playing, I don't know, maybe at UK versus Indiana when Indiana was really good or UK versus Louisville, that type of matchup, you know, excitement. He called me in there and he said, son, I just want you to know this game tonight is probably the biggest game of your life. And I said, yes, sir, I, I, I'm very much aware of that. And he said, uh, just letting you know there's no tickets left available anywhere. It's a sellout. And I said, okay, yes, sir. He said, well, good luck. You know, keep your head in the game and go get them. You know, I was like – well, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for making me a little more nervous than I, than I already was. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's no, there's no tickets anywhere to be had. And, you know, and so we, you know, laugh about that now. But uh, I still remember he just called. I was like, a, I still think, man, you just called me out of the class to get me nervous. What's going on here? You know, but now he was just, I think he was excited and wanted me to know how big of a game it was and make sure mentally I was, I was focused and ready. And, uh, but yeah, he was, uh, he was a big, big supporter of Marshall County sports for many, many years. So yeah, he was one of the first, I guess, friends I made at Marshall County because when I came over from Reedland, I knew some people from playing sports and things like that. But the big thing is, like, if I could talk Kentucky basketball with somebody, then they became a friend of mine right away. So I remember Doc Sanders always standing in the Commons, and he'd be in the corner, and he'd. He always had a short sleeve dress shirt and a tie on, and he always had his arms crossed when I'd see him. I mean, he was just looking like, all right, hey, if someone's out of line, I want to pounce on him and you know, take, take <laughs> yeah. care of business if he needed to. And yeah. so anyway, yeah. I would Absolutely. always talk to him about sports and everything, and so he was just a really cool guy. And, of course, I was good friends with Fran, too, because we had a lot of classes together. But right. I just right. kind of wanted to single him out because I just thought he was a really great guy. And yes. very, very important to the Marshall County Sports Program. Very important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and Doc was a very, very, very important part of that program. And, you know, he had – he gave a lot just in his in his coaching and, and obviously as, a, as an AD. He was a great AD. And, you know, he, he really supported the, the athletes and would be there for – you know, if you needed anything, you'd go talk to him and you knew that. And uh, He always had your back. So that was uh, – that's always a – a big thing and an important thing when your AD supports you like that. Absolutely. 
So now let's get into this district tournament. It's going to be played at the super hot Callaway County High School gym. And the first round matchup is against Murray High, who has beaten Marshall County two times in the regular season. So talk about that game. What was your thought? What were your thoughts going in? My thoughts were we can't go out like this, you know. I mean, I remember talking to the team before, you know, I'm you know, here I am, my last I'm a senior, you know, I've been it's my three year starter. Everything I've said tonight on this call is just all that's culminating in my mind right now. Like it's all coming down to this. If we get beat, it's over, right? And that's just something that just couldn't let happen. And shoot, I remember praying that night, dear Lord, please do not let us get beat by Murray High tonight. Just whatever, please, you know. You're in the locker room. You're talking about, of course, on the way up on the bus. It's quiet. You're, you're everybody's focused. And I mean, everybody knew. I mean, right? I mean, we. There wasn't no secret. We've been beat twice, and it's really hard to beat a team three times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in anything. And that was that was kind of our what we hung our hat on. That was kind of some some motivation. Not just that, but you win or go home at this stage. And so we went into that game just uber focused. You know, just win at all costs, kind of thing. Because you never knew. I mean, those they had four guys that could put double digits on you, and were, were really, really athletic. So, I mean, I remember that game, and I remember whenever we got to rolling, Clubness had a good game, Laney had a good game. You know, I had a good game. You know, thank goodness we held Jeremiah Rayburn to only four points. Yeah, that was you know, huge. On the other side, you know, he, he didn't put up 20 on 22 on us like he did the time before. And that's probably Roy Jackson. Brewer guarding him, too, and shutting him yeah, down. Yeah, Roy, I think Roy was shutting him down. Yeah, and, of course, you know, that was what Roy loved to do. You know, whoever the best play, give it to me. I got it. I'll shut mm-hmm. him down. That was kind of Roy's mentality on that kind of thing, and uh, and he did. You know, he, he, uh, everywhere Rayburn was, he was, in, you know, he was right there in his face, which – uh, showed you know with the four points, but you know, Foster got nineteen, but none of the other guys did a whole lot. You know, later on, I became really good buddies with with Robert Weatherly. Uh, he was Murray. a pike, and uh, you know, we we, were, we always kind of laughed because he was you know he was the same age as, as we are. And talk about that game, I was like, man, I was I was a nervous wreck on that game, buddy. We were getting ready to play y'all, and he, you know, and he was like, man, you know, he's I kind of knew y'all were going to get us. I didn't think we could beat y'all three times. And, so we kind of laugh about that now, but but yeah, I mean, once that game was over, Ben, I, I can't tell you what relief it was when the scoreboard went off because at least we knew we were advancing to the regional tournament, right? right? I mean, that we just we weren't going home. We at least had two more games left, and so at that point, you know, in your mind, it's just let's just get to the next game. Whatever we got to do, just get to the next game. Beating Murray after having been beat twice by them was such a relief, obviously. Loses into the championship game against Callaway County. Yeah, yeah, and when we beat Murray, I mean, we beat them pretty good, uh, sixty to forty-three. And then that championship loss to Callaway, it, it was a close one, and it was one that was just you know back and forth the whole game. But in the Callaway game, I mean, Todd Clevedon stepped up big with nineteen points. You had seventeen. Dan had a little bit of an off game. Well, I, I guess really more of, of an off game for him. He only had four points, so that was definitely a factor. But Hey, you know, we talked about Brad Cleaver from Callaway being a, a tough guy, and he delivered with 18 points. They had a guy named Jay Herndon that I actually became friends with at Murray. I, I think it was him. He had 10 points. So, you know, it was a tough game that could have gone either way, but to your point, both teams advance to the regional tournament the following week. Right. So let's talk about that regional tournament. Marshall County's going in as a number two seed, and you're matched up with Fulton County in the first round. 
Marshall County ends up winning that game 65-55 to with another unsung hero stepping up. This time it's Robert Sanders. Robert contributes with 16 points and 7 rebounds. So talk about that big game for Robert and the team. Absolutely. Before I discuss that, I will say what was interesting about in the district, it actually, for whatever reason, we ended up getting a better draw in the regional tournament having been in the runner-up because, you know, they just flip a coin. We ended up getting a better draw in the region opposed to what Callaway had gotten on their side having won it. So it was kind of one of those deals like, well, this could have been a blessing in disguise, even though yeah. obviously you never want to lose a championship game. But the but the draw ended up being in our favor going into the region. So that kind of takes me to the Fulton County. You know, Fulton County was, was always a team that they were very athletic, usually had some big, big boys that played football, be physical. We had not played them that year, but, you know, we scouted them extremely well, Coach Lyles and Childs, but Lyles would do the majority of the scouting. He would have us, you know, extremely prepared. You know, went out there, and Robert, you know, that's that's kind of game Robert loves, you know, any kind of physicality and pushing and shoving, and he came out got 16 points career high. I mean, that's huge, man. When you got, when you got that, that guy getting 16 and seven rebounds, just opens it up for everybody else. And Clevy had 14, Laney 11. I mean, when you got five guys in double figures, you got mm-hmm. Robert, you got Clevy, Lange, Rory, me. Yeah, you had Dude, 16. We're, we're going to be tough to beat, right, when you get that mm-hmm. many people in double. And may, that may have been one of the only times all year that that happened, that we all five were in were in double figures. Yeah, no, that that was a huge game. And, you know, you kind of get your rhythm going into that, that regional tournament, which – sets up a semifinal matchup over Grays County. So, you know, we talked about Murray High beating you guys two times going into the district tournament. Well, you guys had beaten Grays County two times. So to advance in this game, would have to beat a good team three times. So talk about that matchup with uh, Grays County because it was, a, it was a wild one. And you had a great game. Rory Brewer had a great game. Todd and Dan had good ones as well. Yes, absolutely. When I talked about it's hard to beat a, a team three, and, and that is very, very true. And when you're on a team, when you have been beaten twice, then you've got that mentality like you're not. There's no way you're going to beat me a third. And you know that, right? Because we had just done that with Murray High. Well, two games later, we're playing Grace County, having beat them twice. So you know their mentality. It's like you know we have nothing to lose, and that sometimes could be an edge. But you know, this going into this game. You know, I talked about what Doc, Doc Sanders had brought me into his office, how big a game it was. That there was no ticket anywhere to be had. And, you know, just want to make sure you know, you know how big a game this is. Well, you know, we were w- well aware of this. And of course, Coach Hatcher, you know, was just always so known for his ability to get his teams prepared for the big games. You know, he, would, he was always known for winning the big games. You know, he would know. Every play that you would possibly run, he would have a counter for. He he was just one of those guys. I mean, shoot, whenever I think it was like nineteen, probably eighty six or eighty seven, Hatcher beat Oak Hill Academy at Marshall County High School when Oak Hill Academy was ranked number one in the nation. So <laughs> Oak Hill Academy comes to Marshall County, mm-hmm. number one in the nation, and we beat him on our home court because of his ability to coach and, and strategize and take away different things and, and you know, take care of them on and on. So anyway, having won that, you do have some anxiety about playing them, having beat them twice in this big game. But, man, we were rolling. One of the most fun 
games that I can remember having played in Racer Arena because that place was literally packed. Absolutely. The bus ride, like we talked about, it was, you know, every house all the way up through 641 had the had the flags and everybody's cheering and they i mean they were that gym was half full before we even got there and we were the first game of of the night like so we walk in we hadn't even changed to go warm up and the gym's half full it was like holy cow so you get out there and shooting around warming up and of course you you know you just get mine right you know and then we ended up having a really really good game and things that i remember most about the regional tournament was they were making a run, and I don't know. This is funny how it sticks in my head. They were making a run on us in the. I think it was in the third quarter, and, and their crowd was 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 just up on their feet, going crazy. And I remember just dribbling the ball down the court. I mean, again, I don't know how many points they scored in a row, but they were making a run, and Hatcher's up over there, you know, going going crazy like he always did. I just remember dribbling them just kind of in my mind, thinking I'm fixing, I'm going to come across this center court here and I'm going to pull up short of this guy that was at the top of the key. And just, well, I just walked the ball to the court and, we're, and went up across the half court line. And I, I don't know. And we were just pulling up and just hitting nothing but net. And the crowd was like, holy cow. You know what I mean? Like it was just one of those, because if I miss the shot, right, then it, that, that momentum continues on. The crowd's going crazy. But it was just one of those ones, one of those times in my mind. I just, I don't know why I remember that the crowd was going nuts. And then you just, you know, kind of stick a dagger in them and shut the crowd down. And then we went on and actually beat them pretty handily in double digits. So, yeah. But it was a fun, fun game to be a part of. Yeah, we ended up beating them 62 47, so a 15 point win. Yeah, that was an intense game because that was in the old race arena, like you mentioned. And that arena held maybe like 5,500 people, but it was hot. It was intense. I mean, being a fan in the stands, it was a whole lot of fun because, of course, we had a lot of characters in Marshall County in the stands. So um, I went with my friend Alan Martin, but we always went with this. uh, We would see this guy named Jason Ward, and he was a couple of years older than us, but he was a good friend of mine and um, a friend at Murray, but his dad was John Ward, who worked at the the bus garage or whatever. But man, Jason Ward was so into the game. I mean, he was like just so into it and lived and breathed. And there were so many fans like that. And it was just a lot of fun. And especially when your team's winning, that makes it even more fun. But it was just a, a great atmosphere. And the best part, of course, we, we win the game and we head to the finals against Paducah Tillman. So, I think that, because that Grace County game, if I remember right, I think it was a Friday night game, so that meant the championship yes. was on Saturday. So, right. here we are, matched up against Tillman. Oddly enough, in researching this, this was the first time that Marshall County and Tillman had played in a regional championship game since 1980. They had played several times, like in regional semifinals before. But, you know, here are the two real powerhouse traditions going at it for the, the regional championship so talk about that because you guys split with Tillman coming in to this game, and it was it was a good game, but we ended up winning by a pretty good margin. Yes, you were talking about Racer Arena. You know the fact that just to kind of give an illustration for people that may not have never been there. I mean the the way the stands were sloped, it was like you know, it was like fifty five hundred probably, but they were right down on the court. Like they felt, you felt like they were just on the court with you, which made the the enthusiasm and the atmosphere that much better. And then you talk about the, like our student section. I mean, it was completely full with all the, the student bodies and, you know, people got 
their you know the shirts off the chest painted and you know faces painted and just crazy crazy excitement which just made it you know that much better but yeah so moving into the final game Tillman we had split with them you know obviously we talked about the you know Ben hitting the shot to beat them so the game we did beat them it wasn't by much right so we knew they were obviously a great team well coached very athletic quick great defense but you know when you get to this stage we had so much momentum from the last two games with the crowd you know, that's one advantage that we really, really had over Paducah Tillman was, you know, I'd say 75% of that gym was, was orange. So you got, mm-hmm. you know, 5,500 people, you got 4,000 of them that are Marshall County fans. It was like a home game and came ready to yell, right, and shake their pop off. So, you know, we had that going in. But it all kind of was, was just a surreal before the game to team just – us talking amongst each other like guys this is one more game it's 32 minutes here and we get an opportunity to live our dream that we've been talking about since we were kids like i mean we're this close and of course you know coach Childs, coach lyles coach hudson mcquig you get to this stage in in the season and you get an opportunity to play in this game the bonding that goes on amongst each other and, and, the, and the love that you have for one another is just, it's unparalleled. Because, I mean, think about it. You've, you've been with these guys and, and trained with these guys and practiced with these guys so many hours and blood, sweat, and tears that here lies 32 minutes left and this one opponent that we beat once, they beat us once, stands in our way, right, to a chance to go to Rupp Arena and play for a state title. And so the game tips off, the crowd's going crazy. We get up and down the court with them. I mean, we're, we're athletic, too. We can shoot the ball. You know, Langey's he's, he's hard to guard, right? He's 6'9", can play any spot on the court, can dribble the ball. You know, his mind's focused. Clevy, Sanders, Robert, Rory, we're all just – nobody's going to stop us. I mean, that's, that was kind of our mentality. I mean, nope, they can't beat us. And so even though you, sometimes you, you have that mentality, if the ball's not going in the net, there's sometimes that you that you do get beat. But, that, but luckily this night, man, we were, we were all clicking on all cylinders and, you know, we won the game pretty handily, man, 63-48. You know, the scoreboard tells the truth, man, we were – we weren't going to be denied to win this game. And, and the crowd was there. We had three magical games of that regional tournament. And it was crazy. It was really crazy, which really just set the stage for the next game, right? I mean, we're going back to Rupp, which, you know, Marshall County hadn't been to the state tournament since 1989 prior to 95. So mm-hmm. now, it's, now everybody's like, well, we get out of school now. We get to go to Lexington. So it was crazy, crazy, crazy exciting. And, something you'll never forget or I'll never forget. Well, absolutely. I mean, matter of fact, your quote in the Marsh County Tribune Courier was, this is a dream of my life. I mean, that, yep. that was what you quoted. Yep. I want to read a little quote from Rory because I think this, this quote, it sums up Rory Brewer perfectly. He basically said, we just got out there and hustled and worked our butts off and let the chips fall where they may. And to me, that, that's something Rory Brewer would absolutely say about going out there and working his butt off. I mean, that just was a perfect statement for him. You and Rory made the all-region team. And, you know, just kind of going back and looking at that region, it was a pretty dominant region that you guys played. I mean, you beat Fulton County by 10. You beat Graves County by 15. You beat Tillman by 15. 
So you're playing your best ball going into the Sweet 16. Absolutely the best ball. I mean, and, and there's no better time to play your best ball, right? And, mm-hmm. and to, and It better be playing year. your best ball. It was really, you know, looking back, it was kind of crazy that we did win those all those games by double digits because we were clicking on all cylinders, which – each game, each time you would win by that, you would, you know, you get that much more momentum, that much more confidence. But you're also hitting your guys like your Clevies and your Sanders, you know, on baselines, and and, and everybody's just doing their thing, right? I mean, you're you're kind of on autopilot now because if you're not, and it's over with. So we were all clicking, we were jailed, we were tight as a as a unit. It truly was. I said it was the dream of my life, and and it really was. I mean, I'm never when that horn went off. You know, and that crowd stormed the court. The sense of relief of, you know, like, holy cow, this is happening. This is, I can't believe it's happening. Because my freshman year, we went to the regional tournament playing Mayfield to go to the regional tournament. We had beaten Mayfield the week before in the district tournament by over 20 points. So we beat them by over 20. Now we're playing them again you know, a week later to go to the state tournament and they beat us. And so you talk about a, a punch in the gut, right? But it, what it taught me in a, at the freshman year, I thought, man, I was a freshman. I'm going to get to go to the state tournament. This freshman is incredible, you know, but I didn't. And so I thought about that every year. And sophomore as a junior, and then here you are as a senior. And when, when it happened, right, when, when the scoreboard goes off, buzzer goes off and, and you're the champs and, and you feel the excitement that all the, the crowd feels, that your, your student body, and, and knowing that what you're experiencing bigger than yourself, right? It, it was it was something that that you and you and me and and you and your host, the senior class, you know, your moms, all the moms and dads, and grandparents, like you, you still talk about it, still think about it, and that was something that bonded all of us in that 1995 year. It was just an incredible thing to be a part of, for sure. Yeah. So that takes us to the state tournament, and our first matchup is against Simon Kenton, who you guys have played earlier in the year. I'm going to turn it over to you because one of the most important games in Marshall County history, one of the most dominant individual performances by Dan, and one of the most exciting finishes. So take it away. Yeah, so uh, we go to Lexington. You know, we get there. We walk in Rupp Arena. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, watching the movie Hoosiers, right? You're kind of looking around and, like, holy moly, where are we? Just that, that excitement in your belly, you know, of Rupp Arena being a Kentucky fan, but, you know, 24,000 people. There was 21-5 at that game, 500 people at that game, which is kind of crazy to think about for high school basketball. But we played Simon Ken earlier in the year, and they beat us pretty good. I think they beat us 18 or 19 points. They were I was a really good team. We didn't play that well against them in Derby City Classic where they beat us, but we knew they were going to be a tough team. Coach Lyons had the uh, response of getting us prepared, and he did all the scouting and took us through the walkthrough and had us extremely prepared for this game. You know, beyond prepared, we knew exactly what they were going to do, when they were going to do it. It was just all about us as a team executing the plan you know, first quarter, first half, kind of a you know similar experience that we had had with them earlier in the year. I mean, we got down like, the half. We were down about 18 points. They were kind of having their way with us. You know, it's one of those deals. Like, man, we didn't come all the way up here to, to go home first round. Not like this. You know, we we got 
kind of riling each other at halftime. And so we come out in the second half, and Langey gets hot like nobody's business. I mean, one of those dream games, right? I mean, mm. and so noticing the kind of game that he's having, you feed him the basketball and get the monster of the basketball right. He's got the hot hand. You know, he's hitting threes. I think we were down 18 at the half. And so we start pushing the basketball and he's hitting threes. And we, we cut, we start inching back, you know, and I'd, and I'd make a point or Clevy put a put back or Roy would make a shot. And we were just inching back, inching back. And then Langey'd hit a three and we're just up and down, up and down. Well, he gets down to they're close to the fourth quarter and we've come back in this ball game. Well, they had us down by so much that now they're getting tight. They're tightening up a little bit because they're like, oh, my goodness, we, we thought we had this game. Now we're almost, we've almost given it away, so to speak. And so the pressure and the tides have shifted. And never forget, we get down to the last 12 seconds, and their best player was Jeff Cronin. And they were up two points. Well, actually, they were up four points with less than a minute to go, I think 30-something seconds to go. They were up four points. We made a bucket. Dan made a bucket and cut it to two with about 12 seconds to go in the game. And, again, remember, we were down 18, so you can imagine this, the crowd, our crowd, and really we became the crowd favorite of other people in the gymnasium because we made this big comeback. So the gym, was, the rough ring was going nuts. And Rory fouls Jeff Cronin with 12 seconds to go. And this guy, I think he was 10 for 10 for the line. I mean, he was their stud player. And it was a, like an 85, 86% free throw shooter. i never forget, we, we came together, we're walking down the court. And I told him, kind of got a huddle. And I said, listen, he's going to miss these. He is due to miss. Get this rebound. He, you know, we've got this. And sure enough, he missed He missed the front end of a one-and-one. One. And Langey got the rebound and handed me the ball. And <laughs> is this one of those things that you just, in your mind, you, as a kid, you think about, you know, the game's on the line. There's this many people cheering and Rupp Arena. It's just, honestly, it's like a dream as a kid. You know, like I was talking about with earlier on about that Kentucky basketball goal, my, my grandparents, my non and granddaddy's house, you know, where I, I had these thoughts as a child. And so you're walking, literally walking the ball up the court, and you're seeing the clock 10, 9, 8. We had a play where we'd call, we'd spread the court, and then coach would just let me go one on one. So, so we call, we, we, we just called spread. And so we had Langey and Rory would go to the corners and then we'd have Robert and Todd kind of on the baseline. And then so my guy, I just took him and I took him all the way to the paint and I spun and I got around to the middle and I got up and I got the shot off with about two seconds to go. And I never forget that ball literally rolled around the entire rim, it felt like. And it rolled on from one side all the way to the other. And with one second to go, Robert Sanders comes out of nowhere and tips it in. And it goes through the net at the buzzer to tie the ball game. And there's a picture in the Tribune of our entire bench about, you know, it looks like a Toyota commercial. You know, <laughs> four, four, five foot, you know, up in the air, jumping with their hands in the air like that. Whoever took that picture, John Wright or someone, yeah, you know, John Wright, captured, captured that moment. It's priceless, but made the shot. Jim went nuts. 
for a long time. I don't know if it still is, but it was one of the largest comebacks in the history of the state tournament, which is really cool, actually. And then we went into overtime. Once we went into overtime after what we just came back from, and of course, Lane was on another planet as far as how hot he was and scoring. Nobody could stop him. And we went into overtime and ended up beating him, I think, six, seven, eight points and got out. And we, we, I mean, that was just one of, we won that game. And it was just like everybody from Marshall County that wasn't at that game was calling, like, hey, we just came back. We just won this. Whatever you need to do, you better get up here for the next game. You yeah, better come on, you know. And that was again we, uh, the excitement of being in that locker room after. I mean, because it was almost like what just happened was it was a storybook ending, right? I mean, you, you're down so much to a team that had beat you by 18, you know, in December. Now they get you down 18 in the first half, and then you come back. And win that game in Rupp Arena, it's just like holy cow. So yeah, that was a that was a special special moment. That was a living the dream moment for sure. That was a living the dream moment. That's exactly right. I get excited thinking about it, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it. I mean, me as a fan, because I think that game was on like let's see, it was on March fifteenth. So that means that was probably a Wednesday night. Because I know I didn't go to that game because of, of school and stuff, and they didn't cancel school for it. But I was listening to the game on WCBL, so. Jeff Wa- it's Jeff Waters, right, I think? That's right, um, Jeff Waters, yes. I mean, they do such a great job with the, the broadcasting and stuff. But I was like you. I was like, we were down. I'm like, oh, man, we can't just get beat this bad. And all of a sudden, like you said, Dan gets hot, and he keeps hitting shots and hitting shots. And when Robert had that tip in, I literally, like, jumped off my bed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he did it, he did it, he did it. <laughs> you know, yes. Jumping around and everything. Yes. And um, then when we had the the overtime, I mean, we were eight for nine from the line, two for two. But I mean, it was just just amazing. And you're just thinking like it's this Cinderella story here. This is the kind of stuff that happens when you have Cinderella right. stories. You got to have stuff like that. And I mean, I can only imagine Robert just charging in. I mean, because he was a linebacker on the the football team, and he was probably just like charging in on a blitz or something, just going in there and tipping like a bull in the china shop. And I mean. Anyway, I was excited. Oh, I'm excited about it now. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah, I, mean, we stopped, I see Santa. We still talk about that man. I can give that big old boy a hug, give him a big old kiss, man. Talk about that man. You saved it. You saved it. Yeah, tip it, man. It was one of those shots heard across the country. And it, like you say, I think it was a Wednesday night, and people were like, you know, some people were like, well, we'll go if they win the first game, and then they got beat by this team before. We're probably gonna get beat again. You know what I mean? You just kind of got that. People got that mindset. Yeah. Sometimes, and the fact that we poured it out in that next game, man, it was like Katie bar the door because everybody's coming, and which was cool too because that leads us into the St. X game, right? Yeah. But before we leave the Simon Kenton game, I just kind of want to go through some stat lines here. Dan Lange had 43 points in that game. Shot 13 of 19 from the field. Four or five from three, 13 out of 14 from the free throw line, ended up with 10 rebounds. So, I mean, one of the the great performances in Kentucky Sweet 16 history. You chip in with 19 points and seven assists. And like you are saying, you know, when he's red hot, your job as, as a point guard is to get him the ball, and that's what you did with seven assists. Just a tremendous, tremendous performance. You know, Todd had six points, five rebounds. Robert had five points and four rebounds. Rory had three points and four boards. But like you said, when when Dan is that hot, you feed him the ball, and that's what you guys did. And 
it was just an amazing, amazing win. And on to Friday night game in the Elite Eight against St. X. Now, I got to tell you, I was really excited for the St. X game because I did academic team. I, I wanted to be on that sports team so bad. Was like I was like a late grower, so I was like five seven or five eight in high school, and like I didn't start lifting weights, so I just I didn't try out for the teams. And I, you know, being a new guy coming from Reedland to Marshall County, it's like, hey, you know what? They've already got the guys that are on the basketball team and the baseball team and all that. So, but so I did quick recall. Well, St. X was like a big rival of us. And these guys from Louisville, they're always like talking trash, and they always think they're better than everybody from Western Kentucky. And I always get upset and riled up. But but we beat them a few times. So I was like, all right, we're going to beat them in basketball now. This is where it counts. Plus, Scott Paget went there. He was a, a UK at the time. I'm like, we're going to show these Louisville guys how we do it. So anyway, I'm up at the Rupp Arena, packed house, full of Marshall County people, looking at the attendance there. 20,645 people were there. That is almost as many as you have for a Kentucky Wildcat game. So it was intense. I mean, I was excited in the stands. It was crazy. So I'll turn it over to you. Tell us about that game against St. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before I get into the St. X game, I was just looking at some of you know, I was looking at some of the box scores and uh, both teams of that Simon Kenton game, and that forty three points is is what put Laney on the map without yep. without question for college prospects from then on out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was yep. an incredible performance, but and then Robert with that tip in, but it can't go without saying that. There's a reason why we had to stop them to score 18 points, and Clevidence and Rory did an incredible job defensively on those guys with Cronin and McKinley, and, you know, we shut them down in that second half and then, you know, was able to obviously score a few more points than they did. But what an experience. And you, and you mentioned Jeff Waters with, with WCBL. Jeff Waters has already been inducted into the Marshall County Hall of Fame, and I got an opportunity to work with him. He was kind enough to ask me to, after – playing at Murray to, to help out with the, you know, the, the, the calls of the game with, with Marshall County and WCBR radio, which was a big honor to work beside him. But I can tell you right now, that guy's got one of the best voices in the game of basketball for, for radio or TV. I've told him many times he could be calling the Kentucky basketball games. He's an extremely talented broadcaster and Marshall County is very, very lucky to have him and still have him. He's been calling games since 1993 at Marshall County, and he is lights out good. If you don't believe me, just turn the radio on at WCBO and listen to him because it is something special. He makes you feel like you're there for sure. So I definitely want to give Waters a shout-out. I agree, and and I also want to give him a thank you because as part of my research for this story, I did call him, and he was an asset and pointed me in some right directions. So I do definitely want to thank him for – his contributions to this episode. Yes, yes, absolutely. And he, he's got a son right now that actually is a freshman at Marshall County and playing. I know how excited he is about that. And, and oddly enough, it's kind of odd how full circle my brother, Cole Nelson, is actually coaching that freshman team. So, yeah, man, so I, I thank the world of Jeff Waters, and he is the best. He's the best voice, and we're lucky to have him as the voice of the Marshals. So, yeah, moving into the second round, of the state tournament, you know, you got to give you some behind the scenes, right? So you win this game against Simon Kent you can't imagine the adrenaline and the, what's going through your, you know, your, your mind and your body as the, as the players would go back to the hotel and we're just, they were just jacked, right? I mean, we just beat this team. Let's get ready for the next team. And actually we're, we're thinking, you know, Simon, the St. X team, we've got this right. They're not, 
we don't think there's gonna it's gonna be as good as uh we know they're good, right? They're at the state tournament. We we thinking they're not gonna be as good as what we just played. So maybe we, we can get through this next game and then heck we're going to in the sweet sixteen or the semifinals, right? So we get back to the hotel, of course the coaches are jacked too and everybody's fired up and they're you know, we gotta get to bed, gotta get a rest. And then we had this big white van they had rented that would take us to that we'd go to practice and walk throughs before the games and I remember with the majority of us would, would ride with Coach Lyles. He would drive the van with the starters. And at the time, we were talking about this the other day. It's funny thinking about the music that was going on in, in 95. It seems like we had a, a lot of Hootie and the Blowfish was playing on, uh, you know, on the way to the, to the walkthroughs. And I was trying to think of what else was going, what else we would listen to there. Hopefully some Metallica games, or but, some uh, Motley Crue, was, something like that. Little, yeah, a little Motley Crue, little, probably a little ACDC, maybe a Guns N' Roses. I don't know. But, uh, Anyway, he we would get to the to the walkthrough gym wherever they would take us, and again, Coach Lyles had us prepared, had us a game plan, and you know went into that game, and really just Ben got off to a to a really good start. We we're making some shots. Again, there was over twenty, nearly twenty one thousand people at that game. Of course, St. X is a Louisville team, private school in Louisville, and Marshall County was in full force. Of course, they had a good good crowd. Lexington is a lot closer to to Louisville than. Than Benton is, but I'm pretty sure there was more orange in that building than anything. And it was the best game that I had had in the tournament. You know, I was able to to get to the paint. I was hitting my shots, and, and was able to drive on my guy, and then was able to hit the guys. You know, Langy and and Todd and and Rory and everybody. You know, everybody contributed in this game. It was a really fun game to be a part of. And I was looking back at some of the scores they had. Nick Bean and Kevin Klein were a couple of their better players. I mean, they had, what, five guys in double figures on that team. I think yeah. they were dominating, you know, a bunch of seniors on that team that had played together for years. And so Laney had, let's see, I had 27, Laney had 25, and Clevy had 10. And then Sanders was six and Rory was four. But again, the defense that, Rory, I mean, everybody. I mean, at this stage of the season, man, you're just – you're giving everything out you got. You know, you're playing as good as you possibly can play, giving as much effort as you can possibly give, and just hoping to advance. And, you know, when the shot, shots are falling, which is what happened in this game, we were able to advance and, and, and beat a really good St. X team by double digits. Or yeah. What was the final score on that? 77 to 67 Marshall County. Yeah. Ten, you know, have a ten point. So yeah. So that's a whole different deal when you walk when you get taken out of the game, right, Ben, at the let's say a minute or two left and you're up ten. When you come off the off the court knowing you got one more game to play in Rupp Arena, right? This you're like mm-hmm. this, how much you talking about the Cinderella story. Now that's when that really starts talking amongst ourselves, like, holy cow, guys, we're we're just now we're two games away. You know, we've won three games in the region. Now we've won two games. You know, in Rupp Arena, in front of these crowd, and it's just I get butterflies even talking about it. And go <laughs> back to my next stand up. It's just it was like a dream. And we go back to the hotel, and we get we roll into whoever's room. Be like, man, y'all believe in this? You know, this is something. Y'all stay. Let's stay focused. Let's see what we can do with this. Y'all imagine if we win a state title. You know, those kind of discussions are going on. But it was some something special. Yeah, we were rolling. So the next game was on Saturday against Breckenridge County. And, you know, this was a game where, honestly, from the first half, it was pretty close. We were right with them. 
the whole game. So talk about about that game and you know that first half. Yeah, so Breckenridge, they had played together since grade school. There was a guy by the name of Adam Mattingly that was on their team. He was kind of a three guy. I played with him in the, the last two summers on the Kentucky All-Star team that Eddie Ford had put together. So I knew Adam really well. This kid had about a 40-inch vertical jump, man. It was just crazy. He could jump out of the gym. And he was complimented by five other guys that were really sound athletic basketball players, didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. And they played a one-three-one trap defense, which was really – the first that I can remember, the first time we played against a team that played a half-court trap, really for the for the entire game. And they would kind of be able to move that half-court trap a little further into the backcourt and kind of give you some different looks, different disguises with it. But they they would trap you in the corners and try to make you give it up and then try to hope you making a big pass across the, across the court and they'd intercept it. But in the first half, the way, you know, we'd been, again, been prepared – extremely well coach Lyles had a great game plan and you know we had put Langey in the middle and Rory and I out front and you know game plan was to get the ball to Langey and he could see over everybody and and make a decision whether to pass it out or get it down low to the or to Sanders or you know he could shoot the basketball or get it out with runner offense but they're you know the big thing Breckenridge was that half court trap that they really put a lot of pressure on you and they were physical too I mean they, they got you in that trap you know, the referees were letting them play. It was tough to get out of their traps, and they would be slapping at you and you know, hitting your wrist, and refs wouldn't see it. And so in the first half, we played well. We executed. You know, I, th- I got fouled with one second left in the game in the first half and cut the lead to, I think, one. I think it was 25 to 24 going into halftime. So we felt really good, right? We're, having, mm-hmm. we're down one, down one at halftime. We've, you know, we've broken their pressure. And, you know, we really think we win this basketball game. And didn't feel like they were that much better than us. Actually, didn't feel like they were better us than all, at all. I mean, we felt like we could match them punch for punch because we had been. And so going into the second half, we, you know, really didn't want to change anything other than we, we did change one thing. We brought Langley back out front and tried to put me in the middle, you know, try to get me the ball in the middle of, the, of that half-court trap. And – that third quarter, they ate us alive. I mean, mm-hmm. they—I think they scored like eleven straight points in the first three minutes of that second half or that third quarter. I mean, they, they just—they scored quick. I mean, they get a steal, they throw it down, shoot a layup, we come back down, and we make another turnover, and they—you know—and so they scored, you know, ten or eleven points very, very quickly. And you know, you go from one point down to twelve points down. And then you're pressing a little bit harder than you, than you were, and our shots weren't falling, and their shots were. I mean, I think Critchlow, their point guard, I think he shot 90% for the game. Yeah. You know, which is that's one of those games that you dream about in the state tournament. He had it. and It wasn't the best time for us when he had that game, I can promise you that. But second half, man, they put a defense on us that was just very, very difficult to, to break that half-court trap. And then they scored some easy buckets. And then when we did have shots, we couldn't make it. And that third quarter is what really put us behind the eight ball because we got, we got so far down in that third quarter that it really made it impossible to come back, especially with the kind of defense that they were playing. Again, they, they had six seniors. Mm-hmm. And so they, were, they were deep, they were strong, they were, you know, the energy is pretty good. And 
course, they went on to, to beat PRP the next day, who we had beat PRP that summer, like I talked about earlier in right. the, uh, some of the summer games. And so we always talk about we were one half away, possibly, you know, from winning a state title. But Breckenridge was a good team. They beat us. The best best team won that night, no question. You know, I saw that coach. His name I cannot think of, but I saw him a month or so later at a, in another event, and you know, it was very kind. And I said, man, I never, I never seen a half-court trap like that. And he, he said, nobody was, was slapping your arms, were you? Were they? And I started laughing. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, they were. And he said, well, we might have. We might have practiced that a time or two. He said, those guys have been together since grade school. So it was one of those storybooks, you know, storybook seasons for them. You know, they deserved it. They were a really, really great team. Yeah, just looking at the stats from that game, I mean, in that third quarter, they shot 92% from the field. They shot 11 out of 12, 7 for 11 from the foul line. We had a third period where we shot 1 for 10. But, you know, it kind of reminded me of that Georgetown-Kentucky game from 1984 when Kentucky had like Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin and Georgetown had Patrick Ewing and Kentucky had a little bit of a lead. I mean, it's pretty close at halftime and just came out and couldn't hit anything. And they shot one for 11, I think. But it just happened. Like you said, the turnovers, they turned us over a lot. We had 19 turnovers in the game. But hey, when you're in the final four of a state tournament, you're playing good teams. And it happens. And unfortunately, it happened to us in the third period. But at the end of the day, you guys gave a hundred percent effort, and what was it like in the locker room after that game? It was kind of bittersweet, you know. Anytime you, you lose, and you know, lose a game like that, and then know it's the season's over. You know, there's a lot of tears, a lot of hugging, but we accomplished. You know, I'd say we accomplished what we set out for, because I mean, you set out to win, you know, the state championship, but to come, you know, one and a half games away. You know, there was only two other teams in the entire state of Kentucky that were still playing basketball, and that was the next day. So we had a lot to be happy, proud about. We gave it all we had. We experienced something together that was very rare to experience. Once you get over that, that shock of defeat and you, you leave there and you reflect back on the last three weeks of your life, Knowing that you got to experience the, you know, the district, the regional, and then then the Sweet Sixteen, you're playing in front of over twenty thousand people. It's hard to be too upset over that, and knowing that you got beat by a team that beat you. You know, you didn't beat yourself; they beat you. They came out, they you know, they punched us in the mouth in the second half and took it to us, and they beat us really handily. So we knew that they deserved to win that game, and so you just. You suck it up and be happy for for them and just was really, really proud of the second half of our season and the fact that we were Region 1 champs and was able to represent Marshall County in the state tournament and make it to the Sweet 16 because that was a big honor and something I'll never forget the rest of my life. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about the accomplishments, you know, when we grew up on those teams with Barry Goheen and Aaron Beth and Dan Hall, they didn't make it as far as the 95 team did when, when they went to the Sweet 16. You know, that's something that is just an amazing thing. And to think about where you guys were after the Callaway game and, you know, get the ball rolling at the Lone Oak game is a great run, good team chemistry. Everybody chipped in their part. It wasn't just you and Dan, you know, running this this team and resulting in the wins. It was it was everybody. And I just think it was a great story. It was a, a heck of a lot of fun for me as a fan to be at the game. 
and you know support all the guys. And plus, when I'm seeing my friends out there winning and beating these teams from Louisville and other places, it's an awesome thing. Oh, it is an awesome thing. And, you know, 25 years later, we're still talking about this, right? I mean, not just me and you, but I'm sitting here looking at our team picture. And, you know, I'll see Kyle Leeper. He lives in Nashville, and I'll see him from time to time. We'll talk about it, you know, and I'll run into Officer Rory, or and I'll talk to Robert Sanders quite a bit, or I'll see Dan. You know, and that brings brings me to Dan and I had a conversation one, one day, and I said, hey, man, you, you know, you obviously played – you know, you had a great career at Vanderbilt, and you played in the NBA, played overseas. You know, your career really was has been basketball. I said, "What's the most? Can you? What's the most exciting thing you've done?" I mean, here's a guy that's SEC, been SEC Player of the Year. You know, played in all the big games. What's been the most exciting, awesome moment of your basketball career? And and he told me that it was playing in the state tournament. But it's his junior year, my, my senior yeah. year. That that was the most exciting thing that he had experienced. And, you know, if you think about that, man, that's kind of like, wow, here's a guy that, again, played at the highest size level for Vanderbilt, SEC Player of the Year, NBA, you know, again, played it overseas. Having that experience and and the run to Rupp Arena was was something that he still thinks of as being the most exciting thing, which obviously was my most exciting thing. It wasn't even a question. I was, I was just curious to him. And that's just tell you how, how important Marshall County is and the fan base and, and how special of a place it is. And when I was giving a little speech after the Hall of Fame event, you know, I was talking to the kids there. I'm like, man, this is a this, this place, the opportunity to play for these people and in this community it should be taken lightly. It's, it's, it's something that is truly a special, special thing to do. And I said, growing up, I didn't want to be Superman or Spider-Man or, or the Hulk. You know, I always wanted to be Aaron Beth or Dan Hall or Terry Birdsong or Mitch Cothran or Barry Goheen or some of those guys, Dax Myhan, some of these guys that were playing before me had what watched grow up, you know, were, were really heroes, you know, and, and that's what Marshall County basketball is, is, is about and has been about. And you know, I just want to recognize some of these guys that I'm sitting here looking at, you know, that didn't get a whole lot of you know, on this talk. You know, we're talking about core guys, but, you know, Leaper and Chad Henson and Mark English and Keith Morton came in and played a lot in the, in the second half of the season, hit some shots and obviously played in the state tournament. And, of course, you know, we talked about Rory Hoghead and, and Justin Barrett, Charlie Fraley, Brian Burking played a lot. Man, he hustled his rear end off, and so did Charlie Fraley. Man, they both played some big minutes for us. And see who else. One more guy I was thinking about on here. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Jeff. Dustin you know, Hall is the other oh, one. Oh, Dustin Hall. Dustin, Dustin. I saw him the last time I was in town. Now in Paducah, man, he's done extremely well. Yeah, I ran but into Dustin, him at Chong's the last time I was in town. Yeah, he's, he's of course his sister was Destiny Hall. They had a great career playing basketball with the girls' team. I do want to point out and and, and talk about for just a quick second, if you don't mind, is, is the '95 team went to the state tournament and. I had a little brother that was two years old at the time named Cole Nelson, Cole Daniel Nelson. Of course, I've got pictures of holding him where he's got on his Marshall County get up, you know, going to the games or whatever. What's really cool is it's not cool that Marshall County didn't go back to the state. But Marshall County didn't, from 1995, not go back to the high school state tournament until 2011-12 season. Do you know who the point guard was on that team? Your brother. My brother. 
my brother Cole Daniel. So this kid that's two years old in '95 doesn't even know where you know where he's at at the ball game. He's the next point guard to take Marshall County back to the state tournament. And he actually went back to back years in '11 and '12. So my mom tells me that she's the one that should be getting all the credit because she's only. You know, she, she thinks she's the only, she may be, I don't know, the only mother of two point guards to have taken, you know, Marshall County's teams to the state tournament. So I guess you have to about that. Give her a little props. <laughs> yeah, unless you're going back to some of those Brewers teams from like the late 40s. Uh, yeah. You're saying like 48 or 49. Yeah, she's yeah. probably right. Yeah. Yeah, her yeah so, absolutely. She says we get our, our athleticism from her, so it may be true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was just a great run, and just I'm gonna mention again all the guys on the team. Obviously, Jeremy is starting point guard. You had Dan Lange, Todd Clevidence, Robert Sanders, Rory Brewer, Jeff Darnell, Keith Morton, Charlie Fraley, Brian Burkeen, Kyle Leeper, Mark English, Chad Henson, Justin Barrett. That was the the roster for the, those Sweet Sixteen games. And you know the yeah. thing is, is when you talk about a team, you know you only have five guys on the floor at a time, but you have 10, 11, 12 guys in practice. And, you know, the, the practice guys are so important to the team. And, and, and so it's, it's good for us to mention all those guys because everyone is critical to the team. One other guy I want to mention is you had a very special manager on that team, a, a classmate of ours, Michael Coop Madden. He's no longer with us. He had some health issues. But uh, he was a huge basketball fan. And I just know that that whole trip to the Sweet 16 just had to be a pure joy for him, as well as the other managers. But maybe just talk a little bit about what Coop was like on that team. Glad you brought that up. Coop was a special special human being, a special guy to the team, a special guy to the whole student body. He was well-known throughout the high school. And, you know, he, he would get so fired up during the game, before the game. Of course, he coming down for a timeout, sit down, and he'd be bringing you water and just giving you fist bumps and getting you jacked up. And, and yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And rubbing your shoulders and, and just, just a pleasure and just had a, just a great spirit about him. And we loved having him on the, you know, around us and part of the team. And he was with us for several years. So, uh, you know, it's sad that he's no longer with us, but I know he's in a better place. So he was, he was, a, he was a big part of that team and it was a family. It really was. And so he spent a lot of time with these guys and uh, like you said, the, the guys that may not always got in the game, but they were always in practice. And I promise you they were right there with us when we were running sprints and suicides and all the things that kind of goes unnoticed, you know, and people don't know about all the other things that go on behind the scenes. And, and so it was a 100% team effort. And coaches, the coaches, you know, we see them. I see them now. I see Coach Lyles, probably who I see the most. And, you know, we'll talk about these times and the games and what we were thinking. And it's just, a, again, it's a bond that, that you can't you can't describe. It's something we experience together. And, you know, forever we'll be grateful for all these guys and what we were able to accomplish together because it was, it was really special. And their families, too. I mean, you see their moms and dads. And you see the fans. You, I mean, that, when you called me about this, man, I was like, holy cow, dude, this is incredible to be able to connect with you again. After so many years, you know, get to talk about old classmates, and twenty-five years goes by pretty quick, man. It, it sure uh, does. You know, it, I feel like I know, could go. I feel like I could go to Marshall County High School and right now. 
I hear you, dude. But I mean, I tell you what, I'm surprised you're not like president or something right now as far as smart as you are. And I know you've been extremely successful as an attorney and really proud of you and what you're doing in the South. But what you're doing on this podcast, dude, is, is really, really cool. I know you interviewed some big time players, Mashburn and Derek Anderson. And, Matt uh, Harris. I know you, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you. what you're doing is really, really neat, so uh, my hat's off to you. Oh, thanks, yeah. It was kind of a running joke in high school. I was like, yeah, I'll run for president, and we're talking about Fran Sanders because she and I were in a lot of classes together, and she was like, yeah, well, if you become president, I'll become the first lady. But the thing is, yeah. is I've gotten smart, and I don't want to run for president. With all the <laughs> stuff you have to deal with now, it's like, holy cow. No doubt, right? I don't, I don't think I'd want to job. deal with all that. It was a great season. Marshall County ended the season with a 23-12 and 12 record. You and Dan Lange made uh, the Sweet 16 All-Tournament team. And, of course, you were named First Region Player of the Year by the coaches. And you left Marshall County High School as the all-time leader in assists, which that still stands. And at the time you left, you were the third leading scorer, but now you're the fifth leading scorer. So when you're talking about the greats of Marshall County, you're up there. And it's a great accomplishment. You should be very proud of it. And, you know, I know you're uh, probably most proud of the fact you had the team win in 95 going to the Sweet 16. But, I mean, you had a remarkable career. And the other thing I do want to point out is you were an honor graduate at Marshall County. And to do all the stuff with the basketball, and I know you did golf and other sports too, but to do all that but still keep up with the academics and you were in the honors classes with me, it's not an easy thing. So, you know, you should be commended for that. Appreciate you saying that very much. That means a lot. So with that, we're going to switch from basketball and we have to end this segment with our final recap of the living the dream questions. I always ask my guests questions about how they are living their dream. So first question, you were number 33, and I think I'm going to know the answer to this question, but tell me, who was your favorite basketball player growing up? Wow, so that's a good question. You know, I would say, if I can split it, I would say Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. You know, obviously the 33, I was a Larry Bird fan, but I was also a big Michael Jordan fan. And Magic Johnson, right? I mean, it was kind of the trio there as we were growing up. So it was hard. Mm-hmm. It would be hard to pick one. I would half Bird and Jordan. I like watching Bird shoot the basketball, but I always like watching Jordan dunk a basketball. So <laughs> I know that's probably not probably don't get three people to answer one question, but it's hard to pick just one. Yeah, well, I guess in our era growing up, I mean, that's who you rooted for. I mean, I, I kind of like the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys. So I, I like Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer and. I mean, I was always a big Patrick Ewing fan. Of course, all the yeah. Kentucky guys always root for them. So, yep. love Mashburn growing up too. So, yeah, but you know, but you know, at Murray, you know who wore the thirty-three at Murray, right? Frank Allen, wasn't it? Well, Frank, but uh, Big Matt Harris. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, he's going to kill me. That's right. Big Matt wouldn't. I got there, and he wouldn't go give up thirty-three, so I didn't get to wear it at Murray. He, yeah, uh, I don't think you're going to win that so. wrestling match either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. He did wear 33. I thought Frank Allen had 33 as well. Because I think uh, Matt, when Matt got there, Frank Allen was a senior, I think. Yeah, it may have been right. But Frank wasn't there when I got there. He'd already left. So maybe Matt wore something different his freshman year and then got it possibly this, his sophomore year. Yeah. Could have been the case, yeah. Well, one living the dream question I have to ask about is your iconic grandmother, Margie Story. For those who went to Marshall County 
You know Margie's story as the very entertaining lunch lady in the cafeteria. And she was one of the first few people I met. And, of course, um, my classmates, were, they knew I was a big UK fan, and Margie was a big Louisville fan. So, like, tell that woman over there that you're a Kentucky fan. So I did, and, boy, she laid into me. But every day, every day, it was a whole lot of fun going to the lunch lines and chatting up with Margie, and she had always something very interesting so give me uh, your favorite Margie story stories, because I know you probably can't just tell one. Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one. Well, <laughs> I can't think. I mean, she's, she's got so many sayings, and I'm just trying to think of something that she's done that's just kind of off the wall. She's the one I was talking about earlier. She has that saying, you know, time flies whether you're having fun or not kind of thing. You know, she always used to tell me that. She's doing fantastic right now. I mean, she's 83 and goes to – goes to the gym about four days a week and still mowing her own yard, push mowing her own yard. Push mowing her own yard. <laughs> yeah, I think she's push mowing the neighbor's yard, too. She's she's doing extremely well. But, yeah, she's not a Kentucky fan. She's always a local fan. We've always had that beef back and forth. But, man, I, I honestly can't think of anything right now. I know it's odd. That, uh, well, I know she had some wild stories. Her. One of her good friends was a lady named Janine Nichols, who was also a cook in the kitchen. And they cooked at the, I think it was a Girl Scout camp. And uh, so there was always some interesting stories there. And Janine would come in, Lord, Margie's driving me crazy. And I think Margie like drove the bus to pick up the girls. And it, it was, yeah. was always something going on. But yeah. well, make sure you tell her I said hi, because uh, she, she was a lot of fun. She is a lot of fun. She's, uh, she's a hoot. She had many years at Marshall County. She drove a bus and worked in the cafeteria for 30-plus years, I guess, I, as long as I've known her. Yeah, she had great pride for for Marshall County, big time, still does. So I will definitely tell her you said hello. Well, I know she was proud of her grandson out there playing ball, too. <laughs> yeah, she was. She so, was. all right, next question. What's your favorite thing about Marshall County? Favorite thing about Marshall County? Wow, I would say the people would be my favorite thing about the county. The community, the love that they have for one another, the community, the support, not just in basketball games, but it's a really, really tight-knit community. The school system, everybody, you know, the teachers cared about you. They went the extra mile for you, as did the coaches. And everybody's parents would look after the other kids. I mean, it takes a village, right, to raise a kid. And that was that's something about that county that that is true. I mean, you walk, you drive over that bridge, right, Luther Traffic Bridge. You go over, go over the dam. I always tell people, you know, I just feel this warm sensation come over me. It's like I'm back home in God's country is what I tell people. So I would say the people would definitely be, you know, my favorite thing because – there's nothing like home. It really is. And they, they make you feel feel good just being around them. And then I guess the second thing I'd say is, is the lake, right? Mm-hmm. The Kentucky Lake there. What a beautiful what a beautiful area to have grown up in and be, and be able to go get on the water and hunt and fish and do all that kind of stuff. You know, now, now I want to go. Now I got a lot of people where I live now that go there to vacation. So uh, That's where I go to vacation. Yeah, you tell me from there, like, oh, yeah, we like going down there to Kentucky Downstate Resort Park or Green Turtle Bay or Ken Lake or whatever, you know, we grew up there. Like, really, that's beautiful. So uh, it is a special place. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, for somebody who grew up in western Kentucky and, you know, lived in Marshall County and someone who's lived in Miami and in big towns, people don't always realize the true asset that Marshall County is. I mean, you got great people, 
great jobs there, industry. You got a really great school system with uh, teachers and administrators who care about you. If you want to make yourself a success, you can do it in Marshall County. And I know a lot of our classmates have gone to Louisville and Nashville because there are certain things that Marshall County doesn't offer. But I always feel like when I go back, I'm I'm going back home, and right. I just always appreciate that. I do want to point out another treasure for Marshall County is the library system. And I do want to give a shout out to the Marshall County Library for helping me with this project and helping to get the stats so Jeremy and I could reminisce. And we got like old copies of the Tribune Courier to kind of relive all all this stuff. And you know what? They didn't charge me a thing. It was all for free. So I'm definitely going to make a donation to them. Rodney's barking in the back because he wants to donate to the library too. But um, but it's a tremendous asset. And just because you're from a small town in western Kentucky, you don't think, hey, you know, we don't have all this fancy stuff here. You do. So take advantage of it. So That's one right. final question, because Rodney's wanting to cut me short on this. I'm like, Rodney, we're reminiscing 25 years. we got a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about. He's yep. getting jealous. All right. Final question. How is Jeremy Story living the dream today? I'm living the dream today with a beautiful wife and three beautiful, healthy children. In Nashville, Tennessee, I live in Brentwood. I have two daughters that are nine and seven, and I have a little boy that's four and a half. And I won't tell you how old my wife is. She's uh, she may not want me to tell her her age. She's the uh, same age I am, so I won't, yeah. won't give that away. But so I live here in Nashville, Brentwood area, and I work for a medical device company. I sell peripheral vascular products. So uh, I'm in the OR quite a bit, calling on uh, vascular surgeons and interventional radiologists and general surgeons. Yeah, so I'm living the dream, man. This here's been extremely exciting to reflect and to reminisce and go back down memory lane. Something like this, though, you, it never leaves you. you know, having this experience, it, it makes me, you know, really miss the game of the game of basketball, and it really misses me being back home. My brother, I was talking about Cole. Having played and took the team to the state tournament in 2011 and 12, but now he he's now coaching. He's the freshman coach at Marshall County and assistant on the JV and assistant on the varsity. Of course, he had a great career. He played four years at Bethel College, scored over a thousand points there. Married a beautiful young lady that played basketball at Bethel as well. Uh, she's about six foot tall, and they're expecting their first baby that's going to be here in May. So we're really excited about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess the tradition of, of Marshall County basketball is still alive and well, and I get to experience it and, and chit-chat with him and talk basketball and hear about what's going on with the team still to this day with him being a part of that. So that's still – feel like I'm kind of linked a little bit, even though I'm in, in Nashville, but still have that connection with Marshall County and really excited about what they're going to do here in March and hopefully can make another run to the to the state tournament this year. So I wish Coach Birdsong and – all the Marshall County players and fans would luck this year because there's nothing like it. Yeah, and you know, the basketball situation has changed in the region too because now McCracken County has a consolidated high school. And so the kids from Reedland, Lone Oak, and Heath, they've got this one pool of talent. So I imagine they're pretty good usually yes. too. So between them, yes. Tillman, you got Marshall, Murray, Graves. I mean, you got a lot of talent in that region now. A lot of talent, yeah. That McCracken County consolidating is a big deal. I mean, they're <laughs> they're a powerhouse. I think they beat Marshall twice this year, but you know, like we said, it's hard to beat a team three times. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, here in the, in the regional tournament. So yeah, wish them wish them the best of luck. And man, I tell you, 
I can't thank you enough, dude, for, for doing this and asking me the invitation to be a part of this. And man, and all that time and effort you put in to getting all this together. And man, this is, this is, this is a treat, buddy. So thank you. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah. We're uh, working on, um, like I said, um, 25 years since we graduated, uh, I think they're working on a reunion thing. If not, I'm just going to throw something together myself because that's kind of what I do. But <laughs> that's right. We'll show up. See, in high school, sure we show up. You're doing it. Yeah, in high school, I would be like, "All right, you know, you got to make sure you play by the rules and all that." And as a lawyer, I still play by the rules. But sometimes now, it's like sometimes you do things and ask for forgiveness. That's right. So. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly. Right. You know, there's one thing else I want to talk. It was talking about the community of Marshall County. You know, Mr. Dennis Faust, who, you know, was the announcer yep. for all of our basketball games on the PA system. I still think he does. Still I does think, the games. I think he does. I know I know he did all the games when I was going, when we played. But his daddy, Mr. Ray Faust, he was a big fan, but he also was a, was a photographer. And he put together a collage of all the pictures that he had taken at the state tournament of, of all the guys on the team. And I've still got that collage of all the pictures and everything he put together. And this, and I mean, it's a pretty big, nice size collage up in my house today. And every time I walk by it, you know, of course I see Mr. Mr. Faust's name, Mr. Ray Faust's name and what he did. It just shows you the kind of people that in that community and he didn't have to do that. And he took the time to do all that just for us and those memories that he given me to continue sharing and sharing with my kids and maybe people that come to my house. I'm really indebted to him and, and Mr. Files, Mr. Dennis. Just want to thank him for that because uh, it, does, it does mean a lot still to this day to me. So just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of goes back to the, the fact we kind of began the, the podcast on the history of Marshall County. I mean, if you go back and you just think of all the history and in the county, it's really quite impressive. And you go back to those Brewers teams, and like you said, you had Joe Folks, who was a an NBA player and like a Hall, Hall of Famer. And it's very interesting. I mean, if people have the time, they should really go to the Marshall County Library and just spend an afternoon, especially if it's like wintertime and the, the weather is lousy, and just kind of read up on the history. Because when I was on that online system and going through some of those old newspapers and stuff, I saw things when I would. They had stories about me in the Tribune Courier, like where I won a, a speech contest at Murray State, and it was an impromptu speech competition. And I remember yeah. to this day what I had to talk about, because literally you walk in and they'd give you a topic and you just had to talk about it. Well, the question I got was, all right, who would you consider a tragic hero? And I was like, tragic hero? And they were wanting something like out of Macbeth or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be like off the wall here. And I picked Al Bundy, the TV character. And so I went on about how Al Bundy was like a tragic hero because he was this all-star football player, scored four touchdowns, one high school game, and now he's with a wife who doesn't cook for him, kids who disrespect him. That's just tragic. And I ended, I walked out thinking, you know what, there's no way I'm going to win that, but I just wanted to be funny. And I ended up winning the gold medal, and there was an article about it in the Tribune Courier. That is great, man. I've never heard you tell that story. That's yeah. awesome. That is so good. That but, is so um, good. Well, hey, speaking of the book, Mr. Barney Thweet, he's a legend in the Brewers or in Marshall County, but he wrote a book that you can probably buy or definitely rent that discusses the Brewers Redmen. And it talks about all those players that were in that area, you know, in that era during the 40s 
talks about Coach Terry and what they did and, and training, and but but talks about a lot of the folks, Jumping Joe Folks, and Mr. Joe Holland, and all those guys, Mr. Mason Cope, and Jim Owens, and Corey Creason that was on those Brewers teams, Tom Mathis, Buddy Rose, Charlie Stone, Van Mathis, Roy Darnell. Leroy Smith, Kenneth Arnett, and Rudy Wright, they were all part of the team, you know, that 36-0 and team. And But, yeah, Mr. Barney wrote a book about Brewers. It's a, it's actually a really good – it's a really, really good read. Yeah. I may have to get some of these stories on the podcast, Living the Dream, because, I mean, that really is – I mean, when you're talking about back in the day, my grandfather played for those old Cuba teams, not the one that won the state championship with Howard Crittenden, who – start at Murray State, but yeah. you just got a really rich basketball tradition in Western Kentucky, and you know a lot of times people don't realize that, and it's it's really cool when you grow up in an area that, that has all that history. Yeah, well, Howard Crit- yeah well, Howard Critton and Corey Creason played together at Murray State, and mm-hmm. I, I believe both their jerseys are retired at Murray, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, Jeremy, I'm glad you came on the show. I really enjoyed reliving the 1995 men's basketball team season and even though I wasn't a player I was there in spirit as a fan and it was just really cool to talk about it it's hard to believe that it's been 25 years it seems like it's been five but you know I really appreciate you taking the time to to come on because I was like yeah I think we'll probably talk about an hour hour and a half and I think we're probably about an hour over that but that's okay <laughs> oh man! Well, you're you're more than welcome, buddy. Thank you for asking me to come on here. This is a real real honor to be on your show and an honor to relive these moments with you. And you know, it's cool that that you were right there with me. You know, we're both high school graduates of 1995, and I look forward to seeing you at our 25th high school reunion here soon. Yeah, we'll we'll throw something together. And also, uh, tell your wife thank you for uh, helping us. Uh, she was helping us with the broadcast setup and stuff like that. So. We're going to give her some applause as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, cool, man. Thank you so much for this. I look forward to seeing you soon. And you take care and enjoy that warm Florida weather. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, Jeremy. Thanks, man. All right, bye. And so that concludes our interview with Jeremy Story, a star point guard from the 1995 men's basketball team at Marshall County High School. And I just really enjoyed having him come on the show, not only as a friend and a classmate, but uh, that 95 basketball team at Marshall County was really special. They had a, a great Cinderella run, and I just wanted to honor that team since it's been 25 years since the run to the Sweet 16. So thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate all the support that we've had on the show. Sorry for Rodney barking during the episode, but he was getting excited too. So anyway, thanks so much again uh, for listening to the show and all the support. Uh, You can follow us online at www.benandrodney.com. And on Instagram, you can follow us at BenWilsonMiami. So thanks a lot and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode. Find us online at BenandRodney.com. And follow us on Instagram at BenWilsonMiami.com.